0: well hello everybody welcome to the renegade arcade live stream i am your host kyona with me i have the number one aloy fanboy
1: i am i i can't even with that Guerrilla games you are beautiful bastards that's all that that's not all i have to say but that's all i'll say Um, for right now
0: (laughs) i'm sorry in honor of more console i have to say you are beautiful bastards. there you go okay and we have lady tyler rescue tyler how's it going my friend
2: See, there you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couldn't help it.
0: She was just screaming at me and trying to kill me the whole time, and I loved every minute of it. Thank you, Lady yeah, D. Yeah. You're awesome. Yeah,
2: there is six minutes Maggie of uncut lines for, her, for that. She's amazing.
0: <laughs> Have you seen the YouTube video of her? Like, like First of all, Alana Pierce interviewed her, interviewed Maggie Robertson this week, mm-hmm. and uh, the voice actress behind Lady D. And, um... Also, she she read like
2: the most famous lines or something. They did like a YouTube video of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, IGN the gave Jill her like sandwich the, lines the, the and all that lines stuff. of Resident Evil, where it's just like, "What's you buying? Jill Sandwich, Master of <laughs> Unlocking. It was great.
3: <laughs>
2: that's, that's great. I love how geeky she is. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah. She even she knows Lady, Baby Yoda's name. That's how you know. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, Grogu. Yes, yeah, he's like, oh yes, my Grogu.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. So we are here to talk about. Uh, first of all, we're going to do our our little segment called Insert Coin. That is mm-hmm. our news segment. So we're going to be talking about the news here to start off. And we got a lot of news because today was like the big pre E three day where everybody just loses their just blows their load all at once or something. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, like, what the hell is going on, guys? Other than Nintendo, Nintendo's been pretty quiet lately. Yeah. So I'm guessing we'll probably hear a lot from them. They'll do a uh, direct Mm -hmm. three or something yeah nintendo direct so let me get this out of the way first here we're going to talk about some sonic news because sonic is a big freaking deal here so they had a sonic central live stream which is basically a sonic direct and sega is essentially just redoubling down on this on on our favorite hedgehog because we got a lot of stuff coming within the next couple of years, man, um, we have a Netflix animated series called Sonic Prime, which is being done by man of action, man of Mm -hmm. action, who used to write the X-Men comics, like Duncan Rouleau back in the day in like 99 or so, I want to say like back when I was reading them religiously or semi-religiously as much as I could with the money that I had at the time, um, Duncan Rouleau was the artist on like either uncanny or, or regular X-Men, um, Joe Kelly was the writer on X-Men. Stephen T. Siegel, also of Man of Action, he was was writing Uncanny X-Men at the time. He wrote some really cool things, too. They did that overly narrated style before. Like, this was before Grant Morrison came in and the movies came in, and they started to stop doing all the narrative captions. But, like, the way that he did it, it was, like, almost like a horror book. Because he had, like, the murder of crows and everything following them on, like, a trip to, like, Alaska or something. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. um joe kelly did more like humorous stories and stuff like that so that was neat and then joe casey came in during the morrison years and he wrote x-men so anyway comic book stuff but you know i'm i'm just a giant nerd so
2: um as it was we all are yes <laughs>
0: yeah so <laughs> anyway so yeah they're gonna do sonic prime that should be interesting that should be a lot of fun hopefully um uh i trust them if out of any collective of writers i i think man of action is a good one so um, we're going to see that in 2022 on Netflix, 24 episode season, don't have a specific release date yet, but they didn't show any footage either. So I'm guessing it's still ways out. Yeah. We're also getting Sonic Colors Ultimate, which is if you guys enjoy Sonic Colors, that was like, I believe it was like, what was it? Like a Wii game? Yes. I think it was on the Wii. Um, back in the It pretty so good. Yeah. Pretty decent things, I would say. Mm-hmm. We also have another Sonic collection, Sonic Origins, which will be Sonic 1 2 3, Sonic and Knuckles, and then Sonic CD. So, for all of you guys who did not play uh, play those games or want to go back
2: and revisit them,
0: like I do, yeah. that should be
2: fun. CD's probably the best of those bunch because like I'm not going to get a Sega CD just to replay that. Nope.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they've all been re-released like numerous times throughout the years, but it's those still hurt. pretty cool to see them. Yeah, yeah. to see them on the current gen consoles. Um, we also have a new Sonic Team game coming out in 2022. Hopefully, it'll be good. What was the last uh, major one? I don't even remember,
2: dude. <laughs> Please tell me Which... it was not Sonic uh, Boom. I think it was Sonic Boom. Oh, God, that'd be like eight years ago. And uh, I
0: think it Carbager was. was. I mean, I don't even know. Like, I would suggest anybody who's interested in in like, you know, like, there's this there's a video that Cameron actually shared in one of the animation episodes which was about the animation in sonic games which was quite interesting but he did like a rundown of almost every single sonic game that exists mm-hmm. at least the the ones for the big consoles the home consoles so yeah i mean you know they're they're bringing back where sonic for like a mobile game so i mean like they're they're <sighs> definitely definitely looking through the backlog <laughs> but that's mobile so you know but, yeah, I mean, I'm excited, though. I, I, I think I'm kind of excited to see what Sonic Team can bring us. Maybe it'll be cool. I mean, they got good hardware to work with, something that'll yeah. keep up with Sonic in terms of the speed and everything. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I
2: don't think there was a Switch Sonic game at all. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I don't know. But,
0: yeah. And then, of course, we have Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming out in, you know, for the movies and oh, stuff. Crap. Now, this oh, is minority. one important
2: thing to mention, which is they're bringing back that old voice. Yes. yes. Roger Craig Smith is back.
0: Yep. Yeah, so Ben Schwartz lost his job. I'm kidding. He still is gonna do the movie, I think. But um I'm sure for the it.
2: games and probably a TV show. Not yeah. now I
0: want
1: him in the movie voicing Sonic the Hedgehog like he voiced Chris Redfield.
2: Yes, <laughs> I was gonna say please, please, please. That would be
0: awesome, actually.
2: I would be He amazed was my, by he's that. my second favorite Chris.
0: <laughs> so yeah, um, we got that going on. Uh I also want to say real quick, this was uh not in my show notes, but I do want to add that we've um after 15 years we're gonna get another time splitters uh you know at least a at least a re-release or a remaster of some kind i don't really know what they're planning yet but apparently free radical is reforming and they're gonna do another time splitters game so that's Quite amazing
3: and yeah, i feel like expected.
0: the
2: Star- i feel like the starcraft 2 trailer it's about damn time
0: <laughs> good old psychus. <laughs> but yeah we definitely uh we 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 think that's that's pretty awesome. That's oh, yeah. cool.
2: it's a good franchise. Yeah.
3: yeah,
0: man. I mean, more you know, these old franchises and stuff, they could breathe new life into them, especially now, especially with the amount of the the, the cool hardware that we have out there mm-hmm. for uh those of us who are able to get the cool hardware. Um <laughs> but you know, I mean like I, I my PC can run it, dude. If my PC can run it, I'm happy. That's yeah, like exactly. that's the main thing. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. So See, it's so, okay that you don't have a PS5. Apparently, all the characters in Resident Evil Village don't have PS5s either. Going by the Japanese trailer, <laughs> that's not a joke, by the way. The puppet trailer, freaking like one of the characters goes, I only have a PS4, I can't get a PS5. I mean, it's Aww. true, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's true.
0: Yeah, my core playing a PS4 and Endgame
3: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so uh,
0: <coughs> yeah, I mean, we've seen rumors this week of uh, Bioshock 4, Battlefield 6 um far cry 6 apparently there's been a little bit of a plot leak for that mm-hmm. game so i don't know um you know that that brings up a question for you guys like like do plot leaks affect your level of excitement for a game
2: it matters about the game because like uh resident evil 8 that plot got leaked apparently a year before because of a hack so i freaking was like yeah oh, well, well, you know,
1: period they yeah, got, they a got, got dots, caps, big, big yeah. time
2: yeah, yeah, they got docks and that got leaked. I actually want to double check that almost now because I always wonder if things were changing that leak or whatever. But that one I avoided. But Far Cry 6, I kind of am lukewarm. So if I see it, I'm like, eh, whatever. Far
1: Cry I'm... 6 is just going to be ridiculous. Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah, so that was one of the leaks mentioned more. something about, like, jetpacks and, like, crazy nonsense. And just I'm sure. down for that. I'm
0: down for that.
1: Far Cry is one of those games that, like, Ubisoft, when they want to, they, they put it out. And it's always just something that is stupid, and I'm always happy. It's, it's a Ubisoft becoming,
0: game. It's yeah. sort of becoming just cause in a way. Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much. You're not wrong.
0: Pretty much. But, um, but I don't necessarily mind that because Far Cry with jetpack sounds like fun to me. It does. <laughs> Did you remember when we were burning down crop fields listening to dubstep in Far Cry Three <laughs> or crop fields? It was, it was great. You were fighting
2: giant demons while you're high on drugs. Yes. Ah, oh, it was great.
0: I mean the, the yeah, I mean what was that? Uh was was it Blood
2: Dragon? Yeah, well that's the best one.
0: Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah. Just get Michael Bean back in there. Just
2: Yeah, please. Back. He's still around. He needs money.
0: <laughs> uh all right, what else we got going on here? We have what did I what did I bring up? We're gonna edit this part out of the audio version. Uh House of Sand. Yes, thank you. Okay, so there has been another another announcement here of the, the dark pictures anthology. So basically it's a new game in the dark pictures anthology. It'll be the third installment in that series. And it's called house of ashes set in 2003 Iraq. Um, essentially it's at the end of the war in Iraq and it's, uh, a team, a squad of elite us military soldiers. They go down into the desert there in Iraq. And, um, There's an earthquake that swallows them up and essentially they fall into this huge labyrinthine catacombs like temple. It's an ancient temple and it's a Sumerian temple. Mm -hmm. And essentially they find this like predator monster who can like infrared vision them and all this stuff and just find, you know, just follow them in the dark and everything. It's it's super cool. It looks really cool. Yeah, Um, that sounds great. It sounds like, you know what it is, is like everything about it just sounds like Predator to me. And I don't mind that at all. Like, you know, like you look at the original Predator film and you look at like how they structured it as sort of like an 80s action movie everybody's you know spewing one-liners everybody's getting killed and so they're killing all
2: the cartel yeah. guys that first half of the movie is horribly jarring when you get to the second half where it's like yeah hey, it's sounds Schwarzenegger saying stick around and uh, i ain't got time to bleed and then everyone's getting their heads chopped off whoa, i mean whoa. i love it though i love it because <laughs> it's
0: like that was the style of movies back then so it was like Absolutely. you know they're just they're they're playing around with that with your expectations and whatnot and so so then when they come across like these guys who are totally like supreme badasses and then all of a sudden the predator just starts taking them out one one at a time and it's just they're not they're
2: not sexual tyrannosaurus no more Nope, unfortunately but um
0: but i mean like (laughs) yeah but like house of ashes so what it is is they're they're doing kind of the same thing except it's more like a modern day kind of like war sort of story Mm -hmm. or like a war game like spec ops the line kind of did the same thing and, like, uh, you know, so you're almost like it's in kind of a Call of Duty-ish scenario. Not the same gameplay, of course, but kind of the same scenario. And then they fall into the catacombs, and then it's like, well, now you're screwed.
2: Yeah. I also like the idea of Sumerian mythology, because I, you know, yeah. I think of one horror franchise that's ever used Sumerian culture, and that's just Evil Dead. That is literally it. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Even that's pretty sparse, so it's pretty good digging potential compared to uh, the last game, which was just, you know, Witches and Salem, which, boy, I mean, I've seen that before. Well, if
1: you're <laughs> going to do a horror anthology... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might as well be They that. didn't exactly start off on, on original ground. They did... Oh boy, we're teenagers that are gonna fuck, and there's a monster. So like, they haven't exactly been original. No, up until no. this point, the so monster so. <laughs> was
2: unique. Which was okay, maybe not super unique. If you've ever seen Supernatural, but yeah, the Wendigo is not the most overused monster, and they used some good inspiration. That yeah. uh, was it, Algernon Blackwood's novel, The Wendigo, nineteen oh seven is like the basis. And that's fresh enough.
1: It's fresh enough. I get that, but it's not like they've done something no one's done. So they're, they they oh, still no, no. use what's known. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. I will say, of all the uh, you, uh, ideas, I'd say probably Man of Madan was the most original because that's based on a really famous like ghost yeah. story legend that uh, I don't think anyone's ever actually made a game out of. And I'm surprised because it's a great story. It's not real because I actually working on a, the episode for my debunk file channel about the ghost story it's based on. Spoilers, mm-hmm. it's not real, but it's a great story. And I'm surprised I've never seen a movie use it or a game use it. So props to them. That game's okay, but great material by the way do you know who's starring in this game no i do not i don't remember they don't always get
1: one big guy will-
2: yeah will polter's in the second one uh the guy from quantum break was in man of madon and then obviously uh, everyone's in freaking until dawn
0: well let me tell you who it is it's ashley tisdale really
2: really I- well, that's awesome huh
0: yeah interesting interesting I Not mean, name i've heard in a while quite a while yeah yeah so uh, she's starring in that game. So uh, One
1: thing that makes me happy okay. and it's a problem they have had in every game they've made except for Until Dawn. Uh-huh. It has some of the worst voice direction I've ever heard in my entire life.
2: Yeah, I was going to say because I'm like Will Poulter in um, the second one he does not sound like he's having any fun.
1: He wants, it, to die. It, he
2: wants to literally die compared to yeah. Remy Malik in Until Dawn where it's like he's having fun.
1: All, all of them are directed greatly. That whole entire game is aces the whole way across. But mm-hmm. when they got to the second two games, everyone, the lines they're given are not horrible. But they're delivered like wood. Mm-hmm. Everyone. It's strange. not just one person screwing up. It's
2: everybody's like that. And I don't get it. That is really strange, actually. Yeah, it's really yeah. strange. Like, I'd have yeah. to check if, like, the voice director is different. Because you're right. It's There's a big difference between Peter Stormare devouring the entire set and just having yeah. a blast. And, like i forget. uh sean, is it sean ashford i'm trying to remember the guy who's in uh yeah it's the non
1: anamorphs ash um it's the non anamorphs brother of those two
2: yeah it, it's a guy from quantum break i can never remember his name yeah he's like whoa what's going on here he's yeah, I just try. and like the little bit that i saw sean from house of ashes yeah
3: Ashmore.
0: that's it looked yeah. good like actual like talking yeah. like it sounded yeah. worlds better World sounded better. good to me. So, yeah, it
2: sounded pretty decent. So
3: I yeah. think uh, it's the same
2: I think writer we'll be okay. too here. So it's weird. I'm like same writing, and directing. I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't get it. I, I don't know. It's just so first, weird that it took that steep of a dive right after Until yeah. Dawn. The first, the best yeah. voice actor in the two anthologies is uh, Pip Torns as like the narrator. He's chewing scenery oh. in a fun Yep. Movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. He He's gets good. it. Absolutely. Although you still know Peter Stormare. No. Well, not, I mean, not no many one people is Peter Stormare. Peter so. Stormare. <laughs> No,
0: no. Okay, so I do want to talk a little bit about the um, the fact that the game has no release date still. Uh, they did say that it's coming soon. I don't know what that means necessarily. That could be over the summer. It could be sometime later in the winter or in the fall maybe.
1: It's going to be like this year, I, I think. It'd be, it'd be, be
0: around Halloween or something, I
3: would be think. Probably right. Right. It
1: comes yeah. out soon. It'd be basically a year because I tell you right now, yeah. I bought it and played it. The day i got my ps5 so they the last one did not come out all that long ago
3: no
2: uh, man of madonna was like 2019 like i want to say like july or august 2019 yeah i think so it, it seems to be every
0: year they kind of release a, a new yeah, yeah um, something like that yeah. a new installment of the anthology so which is impressive
2: um, <laughs> also important to note apparently they already gave away no, everything that's happening is totally real this time because that was a problem with Little Hope where he did the same twist that uh, Man of Medan did, where it's like it's not quite all real. Yeah, mm. it's like no, there is a monster hunting you
1: now. You know what? Honestly, this reminds me of this this current one, Descent. Yes,
2: oh, a little yeah, bit. Of Descent. Although there were parts of parts of Descent already in until dawn, like a lot of stuff with the cave. With oh, um, I, I I get that, but it's like... tier the so little bit clearly in the game, yeah, inspired
1: by yeah they're not hunted as much yeah oh yeah
2: well if you yeah. all the writing in all these games are unabashedly copying stuff like yeah this 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 series just worships the altar of i know what you did last summer saw that, that sort of stuff
3: it's
0: basically so, like they're they're doing like a greatest hits sort of compilation of all these different yeah, exactly.
2: horror
1: genre you know tropes and stuff and it's just having it's the, horror, to the like, point of where it. there's not a whole lot of stuff that
2: horror can touch anyway that's new yeah. yeah so I, th-
0: I think it's gonna be fun, especially if you do like the whole two player co-op thing. I think that's gonna be a yeah the day
2: is pretty great. The co-op how it's handled in both games is pretty great where yes. one guy can accidentally screw up and kill you because of yeah. the mistake he made instead of you. Yep. Up. Yeah.
1: and the the curator um addition thing is
0: weird. Yeah, what do you think of that? Because I was gonna say that like the pre-order bonus for this is like so so the base game, the retail game that you get is the is called the theatrical cut, which follows certain mm-hmm. characters. And then you have a curator's cut, which follows other characters. Now, what does that mean necessarily for, like, co-op and stuff? Because are you going to be, like, when you're playing, is this for, like, the single-player campaign that we're following different characters? I I don't know. also situations where
1: you're with the same characters, you just get different camera angles. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. know. I need to see more of it.
0: In the curator's (laughs) cut, you're following, like, Nick or or Jason. And in in the theatrical cut, you're following Jason. Oh, but maybe doesn't, that screw up, like, doesn't that screw up, like, if you go two-player? So, like, there's a curator's cut only for, like, single-player.
1: It could be, maybe. The difference
0: is there.
2: It could be. I need
0: to I get that sure. a little more. As
3: what that, I'll
0: that,
2: say but... is, I can't think of a game franchise that leans so hard into this is a movie since frickin' Fahrenheit. Dude.
1: Except these are actually good.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, that's the thing, because these play <laughs> kind of like Heavy Rain, but, you know, not like ass. Um, what do you mean?
0: Don't you like my emotions?
1: No, there's a well, di- hey, there's a different. The difference is David Cage actually thinks he's making a movie, and Supermassive understands that they're making a game that yeah. feels like a
2: movie. Yeah, that also it's, helps. It's just... The guy, the writer of all these games, is a guy named Larry Fessenden, who is a horror movie director who has made a lot of B movie schlock in the early 2000s. So he has no oh, illusion he's making man. grand art.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, horror is be. fun. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's
2: fun.
0: So, like, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm actually a little bit hyped for this, and especially because too. it's got that military oh, yeah. aspect. And like I said, I like that whole concept yeah. of like, you know, you you're like the the supreme badass who thinks that you're unkillable, and then you get into a situation where like,
2: no, no, sir, you are very much fucked. There. There's not a lot of games that do that. I wouldn't even say Million Versus Predator did that particularly well. Yeah the games i mean yeah (laughs) i figured
0: all right so um did anybody else watch the unreal engine 5 tech demo thing that they had uh which Uh, went right over my head for the most part but because i'm not a uh,
1: i did a a bit it just it boiled down to we could do the cool stuff now it can do much
2: more than unreal 4 yeah good (laughs) texture
1: maps no um but anyway I'm kidding. It, it looks but really like, pretty i'll give it that the, a really lot of good. that stuff looked like live action <laughs> looks better than real three that back in the day. Good.
0: Yeah. i don't think it's gonna look that good in, well i, in I not
1: all practice. of it though but they got to the point of where when they were scanning over those rocks and they just yeah. showed that fire you could dump that in front of anybody they'd say you were showing them photos of the grand
2: canyon
0: i mean it this is why you have good. like this is why you have shows that are produced in front of digital sets that just yeah. you don't even need to shoot on to, to be location fair though, in.
2: that's not as impressive as it makes it, as you make it sound, because I'd say the RE engine and the Fox engine can also look pretty damn photorealistic at times. Yes, but nine-tenths
1: of what looks really realistic in the RE engine is literally scanned into
2: the RE engine. Which is its prop where you can scan things in very easily. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this I like to is see making
2: Un- it all from scratch. I like <laughs> to see Unreal yeah. 5 make a
1: hamburger. I think they, I think they could. I'm, I'm not gonna put them up to the challenge because I don't know them personally, but I bet they could pull it off. I <laughs> think they might be able
0: to. Not,
3: I how mean, you know you made
0: it. Where it's like you can make can a food make, that looks good. You can make rocks real good. So mm-hmm. if you can make rocks look really good, maybe you can make I a hamburger can. look really I mean, good. Yeah. And now I just want a hamburger. Damn it. Me too. Yeah, we won't know until I see Crunch- <laughs> Chris
1: a Rock in the RE engine. I will not know.
2: Yes. There you go. <laughs>
0: Yeah. The question is, yes, yes, Unreal Engine 5. You're doing really great with all the rocks, but can Chris punch it? Can, can Boulder
2: Chris Man destroy it? it? Yes.
0: All right, so anyway, yeah, Unreal Engine 5. I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see, yeah. like, a Mass Effect game in, in UE5
2: and just, like, yeah. Do they announce what games they're going to use Unreal everything. 5, or do they just... No, I don't, I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah, I just want EA to get over their boner of the Frostbite engine and let them go back to using Unreal Engine.
2: Yeah, a frostbite's not impressive anymore. As I much. do call, it's not, I and do it's call, not
1: meant for stuff like like Mass Effect.
2: No, I know this is a tech demo,
0: but I do call bullshit on killing yeah. that huge, like huge rock dude so easily with like two shots, and that was no, it. no. That's that's what you got to get
2: to make it look impressive. It's a tech you demo. The only exactly. way that could have been more artificial is if you had two Ubisoft guys out going, "I got it, bro." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know I'm
0: nitpicking I know but that's just that that was just you know it was cute anyway I was like oh yeah yeah that'll happen so I want to talk a little bit about fighting games because they're so important to me so um, yes yeah let's talk about Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown because that was uh mm-hmm. that's like a, a sort of remaster slash remake in a way because it looks like a lot of the assets that they're using are basically new mm-hmm. and they swapped engines out so it's no longer the old like Whatever engine AM2 was using back in the day uh, for for VF5, is now um, it's now the Dragon engine from the Yakuza games. Yes,
2: yes. So, Which is awesome. of
0: course you got, you know, is awesome. you got the the studio behind the Yakuza games is making is you know has the AM2 veterans from that era. Uh, a lot of them moved over to that studio, and so I won't say the name because I know I'm gonna screw it up. <laughs> So so they're at the they're at that studio and they apparently got approval to make this, you know, a new Virtual Fighter 5 finally after all these years, man. It's been like god, over like when did VF5 come out?
3: Like uh,
0: 2007?
2: Oh, like 2009.
0: I think it was like 2007 maybe. I'm not really Virtua sure. Fighter 5. But uh Virtual
1: Fighter 5 came out on July 12, 2006.
0: Oh Good my Lord. god, even worse. 15 years. Holy crap. Okay, so yeah, so we haven't we haven't had a new one beyond just the, you know, just the the remasters on like 360 and the ports and stuff. So we haven't had a, Which does a new not one count. for many many years. Final Showdown I think was the last one. So yeah. yeah. Ultimate it was Showdown was literal the cool Final thing. Showdown
2: for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Cool
0: thing about it is it's going to be available it's a PlayStation exclusive and it's going to be available on P- on PS4 uh on ps plus actually nice Nice. so uh if you guys have ps plus june 1st you can download it at no additional cost which is pretty awesome uh graphics look amazing backgrounds look awesome so yeah i'm definitely i haven't played virtual fighter in more than 15 years i can tell you that so uh i'm definitely gonna give it a shot check it out it just looks really
2: good That's that cell shading style from all the yakuza games it fits the game very well it does very much so
0: yeah it's got that kind of light cel shaded look. Uh, backgrounds just look awesome, man. I'm like, I'm impressed. So, yeah, Virtual Fighter 5. Hey, uh, yeah, I mean, we're in kind of a fighting game renaissance right now. So, we got like that coming out. We got Guilty Gear Strive is coming out in June. Uh, I don't know <laughs> when KOF 15 is coming out, but I think it's 2021 four- uh, this year, is what I said. 20? Yeah, sometime this year. They're still announcing characters for it. Like, I just saw the uh, I just saw the trailers for my, and I saw the trailer for Blue Mary, and it just looks yeah, pretty awesome. Of course, they did
2: the trailer for the best character. And who is the best character, sir? It's Other than
0: Chris my. Clow?
2: It's my Chris God. Chris Clow, the best KOF fifteen characters. It's, character it's my, and I will fight you.
1: <laughs> yeah, but who is your favorite character?
2: It truly it really is my.
1: I know, but who's your favorite character?
2: Nui. <laughs> <sure knew> <laughs> Hi, also, Chris. Known as, also known as bounce, bounce, hey. bounce.
0: So my old buddy Chris Cloud, the demolition himself, is here. Yeah. Oh, welcome, welcome. Thank
4: you. Thank you. so I good to have invitation. you on board,
0: man. I've I've been trying to get you on board to this for some time now. So
4: I know. I'm sorry. That's my fault. That's no, nah, uh, you're all good, dude. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the old destiny days?
0: Good oh, yeah. Times. Hey,
4: those were good times. Absolutely. Good, time. good times. And so have a little bit of a better experience playing it um, now, although I don't get to play it with the people that I used to play it with. So maybe I it's know. actually worse. Yeah,
0: I know. I, I'm sorry about that, actually. Hey. Yeah, we can we can maybe get something going again. Hey, who knows? But uh, anyway, Chris, so what we've been talking about right now, we've been just uh, kind of going over the news and stuff like that. So we've been talking about like Virtua Fighter 5 is coming back um right, yeah. which is pretty cool uh and it's no additional cost in playstation plus so that'll be nice for for those of us who haven't i think it's like a ps4 exclusive i believe actually hmm. but uh, i had a lot
3: of
4: good memories playing the original in the arcade when i was a kid so. me too man mm-hmm. good I, don't times. If, I don't know if any of those skills would transfer over but we'll find out <laughs> one way or another
0: i'm so glad they're keeping the old sound effects too like that for me is like <laughs> a big
4: deal Oh, yeah. yeah that'll help nothing can take you back quite like a sound or a smell yeah that's for exactly
2: sure. when you bring back a franchise you need to have like the new sound effects and the old sound effects like when they brought back killer instinct where it's like you want new narrator or you want old
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like Plus, the halo that's... multiplayer announcer yeah All same reason too. why they got to keep the halo announcer most yep. definitely yeah, yeah, I don't have a ton of experience with the series beyond playing the original one, but um, mm-hmm. it seems like Sony's stepping up their PS Plus offerings, which makes sense considering some of the competition that they're seeing from uh, not really Xbox Live Gold, but certainly Game Pass. Game Pass, um,
0: yeah, yep. Game Pass is the
4: definitely... PlayStation Plus collection is a nice perk. Um, I, I have most of those games already so it's not really something that i can take full advantage of but for the people who haven't played those games that's awesome
0: any thoughts on did you see like the the gameplay showcase today or the reveal showcase of uh, house of ashes the dark pictures anthology
4: i didn't get a chance to see that the only one that i uh, uh, was able to absorb was horizon so i don't know if you guys have horizon?
0: Okay yep. oh, nope. we have not talked about that yet so we're getting to it um let me see here where are we on the list Mouse come back here, okay. Okay, so first of all, before we get to uh the Horizon Forbidden West thing, uh, let's talk about Dying Light 2 because that had a live stream on Twitch which I could barely watch because it kept going in and out. But anyway, the uh, the tagline for this is stay human. So apparently, Dying Light 2 does not want you to turn into an infected slash zombie, which the developers are like, nope, they're not zombies, they're infected humans
3: yeah yeah uh, i've heard
0: this song yeah dude yeah. they're zombies okay uh but anyway i think for me this kind of sounds like they're going a little more story focused this time like i think of the first one did they tyler you played
2: the first one right yeah i did i played it back in like 2013 2014 when they came out i can't remember which year yeah i mean that came out a while ago very long time we got a sequel um do
0: you remember if it was like a kind of a like did you have a character in that or were you just playing like a like a random night runner you
2: you, you had a character with a name with a somewhat distinct personality but i would not i'd say it's on par with re7's characterization of ethan winters where it's like the kind of something there but not yeah much it was not a plot driven game it was mostly a game showing off pretty good first person parkour stuff
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like mirror's edge but with zombie no. combat
2: so kind of many a, compares were made to Mirror's Edge and that Mirror's was Mirror's Edge left for dead kind of a thing. Yes. It was Mirror's um, Edge meets Dead Island, which makes sense because it was Tech Land. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Dead Island was theirs too.
0: Mm. It was a good game. I, I think this one looks markedly better in my opinion. Because first of all, you have a character, you have a story, you have a plot, uh different factions that you can kind of either join
2: or screw over. Yeah, that's a lot more than the first game. The first plot was the Olympics are happening. Oh no, zombies! Survive, basically. <laughs> and they're
0: all Olympians.
2: Yeah, so, it was an excuse to have like—is there like a Nigerian it, guy next to a Japanese guy? Okay, so all like, the dudes just chase after you, and you have to run the hundred fifty meter dash.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> why not? Um. So, yeah, I mean, but the parkour in this looks really cool. But the thing that I loved about it is the combat. Like they showed off some combat stuff. You have like dismemberment in this game, which looks that was not the first game at all. (laughs) Dude, you can chop off a zombie's leg and the dude just crumples over and you're like, all right. Well, there you go. Chase after me now, bitch. But anyway, um, (laughs) it's like, yeah, I think that like, you know, the weapons look good. Graphically, it looks amazing. Yeah, um, this could be this could be a front runner. This could be in my top 10 this year. I have to say, like, I'm really cool.
2: impressed. Is Techland doing it again this year? I don't I don't think so. Is it? Uh, December 7th. No, I mean by the developers, is it Techland again or is so, Techland. Yeah.
0: it is Techland. yes, you're right. You're OK, I was going to say because they
2: have not made anything, I think, since Dying Light 1. Yeah, I think they've been working on this probably because yeah, they were doing like Dead Island 2 and then that went into some weird directions and then. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that was going to be Jaeger, wasn't it? It was going to be Jaeger, then it
0: became Techland, uh, and then I think it just died. Damn it. Jaeger doing a zombie game, that would have been cool.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a great loss. Yeah. Um, it was published by Deep Silver, though. Yep. Wow. Who published some pretty notable games. By
1: Jaeger, and then Sumo Digital, and Deep Silver, Dam Buster Studios.
2: Those Damn, damn Busters. Bust.
1: That's what it says
2: here. Hey, okay, I haven't heard of them. I think I know him from a certain game. Let me double check. Oh, that name sounds so familiar. Buster Games. Sorry, not the game Damn Busters. That's something else. Yeah. Yeah, Damn Buster Studios.
0: Oh, hmm. yeah. well, they busted that damn.
3: Damn. Hmm. <laughs>
0: Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, this looks really ambitious. I hope that we're not in a Cyberpunk 2077 situation where it just comes out and crashes every single system available. Oh,
2: damn, but they're the ones that did Homefront the Revolution. That's not a good sign. Wow, we went from Jaeger to Homefront. And also, apparently, they're the ones now doing Dead Island 2, which is supposedly still happening, because we're on our third studio. Well, okay, far be it for me to disparage anybody who's trying
0: to create a game, because I know how much work that is. Oh, I understand, is, but, but, like, but I'm like,
2: yeah, yeah Homefront well, the Revolution was,
0: uh interesting okay well hopefully they learned lessons and hopefully the it'll turn out better this time i mean although i, mean, I think
2: that might have been a dude situation where that game went through several studios and attempts and they basically went here take it get it, get rid of it <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not i'm not dissing cyberpunk at
0: all but i just think that like you know we games need to be complete before they come out like
1: let's I get that let's, but if we're gonna talk about yeah. a lot of people like to forget and think that cyberpunk was the first time this happened, do people remember how Dead Island was originally shown?
2: Yeah. Yes, that was the And then what example. that
1: turned into? Yeah.
2: <laughs> the reason why people say Dead Island, one of the greatest game trailers ever. Y'all you know, talk about the game.
4: Yeah. You want to talk about a controversy between presentation and release, the one that immediately comes to my mind is Aliens Colonial Marines. That's the Absolutely. Other of- oh, geez. A lawsuit. Uh, that
2: That was actual gameplay, which was worse.
4: Yeah, uh, I was really looking forward to that game. I've rarely been so disappointed. Don't, don't open old wounds. I've just done it for all <laughs> these years. Well, we could also talk about Assassin's Creed Unity, the <laughs> uh PC port of Ark and White. Watch, watchdogs. Uh, watchdogs, oh, yeah. Yeah. watchdogs. Yeah. Dogs. Yep.
2: Although it's a Ubisoft, so you almost were sort of expect them to downgrade at this point. There, there have been Devil, there have been
4: quite a few. Devil's and, Third. Although, well Devil's, <laughs> Devil's Third Devil's Board. Maybe people were, weren't were expecting much from Devil's Third. I don't know. Game I don't know what was expecting, but
2: I that. That game. <laughs> it best summary was, game. I think it was Zero Punctuation opened up with Devil's Third, more like Devil's Turd.
4: Yep. You uh, can always count on them to go for the low-hanging fruit.
2: It's like Metal Gear Solid, but worse. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even know what
1: Devil's Third was. But,
4: but if you know. have a copy of it, hold on to it maybe you'll be able to put your kid through college one day
0: yeah maybe i mean you know
4: this is true
0: all right guys uh let's talk about horizon forbidden west because Mm -hmm. i think think we saved the best for last here i think we went Mm -hmm. ascending order i think here um so let's talk about it here because state of play the interesting thing about the state of play presentation was that so they said it would start at like 12 noon Eastern, like nine, nine a.m. Pacific time. And you log on there and they do this thing where it's like, OK, we're going to show off environments for five hours yep. before actually doing the state of play. And then
1: every version of that environment,
0: every single version shit. Of it. and with like very calming music and actually it put me to sleep. I I literally fell asleep and I took a nap and I had to rewatch the whole state of play thing because it was just like ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, I don't know what to think of that tactic. But luckily, the video that they showed off, the gameplay that they showed off was actually really, really cool. So visually stunning. To me, it looks even more fun than the first game. And the first game was really good. Yes, it was. Uh, Character models, dude, that, that game just like, it blows everything out of the way. This looks Hollywood quality. I'm just amazed. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, um Brock, you are Aloy's number one fan. Let's have you and Chris start off, and then Tyler, you'll go next, and then I'll close I, it I'm out. Gonna, I'm going to try
1: not to go off the deep end because I, I might have made notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um All of a sudden, there's, like, a flow chart on the board behind Brock. Yeah, was. He's like, there's connections. I don't know if I've gotten into detail with you guys, but, like, I love video games that do, but my favorite video game for 16 to 17 years was Banjo-Tooie. Nothing came close to the pure amount of just sheer enjoyment that I get out of that game. Horizon stomped it into the ground and buried it in the backyard, like, immediately. It was just everything I ever wanted in a video game was there, and the guy who helped it, who helped develop the um robots off of its favorite and one of his favorite animes was zoids which is one of my favorite animes growing up so just like everything was mashed into a ball and went brock i hope you like this <laughs> it's literally sony dropping the golden goose on my front yard but uh oh, i think
2: it's missing is lesbians well they're, they're, uh, <laughs> depending on who you talk
1: to in the game um but yeah it's the, the graphics just look insane it that Decima engine is nuts they showed off a bunch of stuff the claw striders look awesome the fact that there's underwater and it looks good like really good is a good sign because I was terrified I'm like oh no my favorite game is introducing water and it's not gonna be good please be good please be good and it was good because underwater can be really in everything and just you had like six new weapons in this game like right off the bat within 20 minutes it was nuts and it just oh i was so happy you got to see aaron again the movement stuff that you could do is awesome it's just it's simple improvements off just a game that knew what it wanted to be right away that's all i got to get in i don't want to steal steal the one that chris said he got into and watched was it so i don't want to say everything it was just i i cried tears of joy that's not an exaggeration my roommate witnessed me crying at the end of this trailer when it was just her and Aaron looking at the focus of where they wanted to go and it showed the storm and the credits came up. I'm starting to fucking cry right now. (laughs) I was so happy. I just, I can't even put into words just the amount of joy and just the absolute perfect amalgamation of what I want in a video game is what horizon is. I just, it's absolutely perfect. And I just wanted everything in improvements I've talked about for years with people they showed in the first 20 minutes of what the gameplay is like. I'm just Chris go, I'm not going to shut up. So <laughs>
4: <laughs> No, it's, I, I, that's perspective. I appreciate because, um, you know, I don't really know what I expected from the first game when I played it. Um It was kind of something that honestly, I wasn't all that um, invested in prior to release just because I was so distracted with, other things that I was playing and other things that I was doing. And it came out and at a point in, in my life where I was just generally very busy and I, I kind of took my eye off the ball. It, it wasn't anything that led to um, not feeling excitement for it. If I had bought into what the pre-release ramp up was for, uh, for Zero Dawn, then I'm sure I would have bought into it immediately. But the thing that I remember being most struck by when I first started playing Horizon Zero Dawn uh, was its vibrancy because it seemed like, uh, you know, that was a generation and by that point I had had a PS4 Pro. So we were in this kind of weird, strange uh, mid-generation upgrade for the base hardware. And, um, you know, it it was capable of 4K upscale, the hardware was, but the games, understandably, that wasn't a benchmark that they could hit very practically. So you would go with uh, intermediary kind of resolutions. And I think Horizon, it was something like between 1440 and 1800p, I think. Yeah, it it wasn't
1: going for the max. They talked about how they wanted to try and get as much as what they could get out of a base PS4. And then it would just upscale,
4: yeah. Right. And uh, so you know, I was looking forward to it. Honestly, the thing that I was most looking forward to it for was probably the technical side because a Sony first party game, for all intents and purposes, you expect to take best advantage of the hardware. And um, as someone who played Uncharted 4 on a base PS4 when it first came out, uh, and just being floored by the the kinds of things that Naughty Dog was doing on that game, um i was just really interested to see and i was never someone that got into kill zone very much so this was kind of my yeah, it was I. my first step with with gorilla and um and the vibrancy of horizon zero dawn was something that i'm still kind of mesmerized by uh the lighting in particular is something that is kind of unmatched like even by games that succeeded horizon you know god of war is probably kind of on that level too but there was something about the the breadth of the world in Horizon, because God of War, you know, it's very tightly closed in on, on the player perspective right behind Kratos and Atreus. Um, and then with Horizon, it's just like set pieces. It's huge set pieces while still managing to hit a performance target of around 30 FPS at a pretty high resolution checkerboarded 4K, I believe. So... Uh, the vibrancy and the imagination that went into the world is immediately eye-catching. Like I don't think that there's anybody that would ever assume to uh, contest the amount of imagination that was at play in that game.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, like quasi post-apocalyptic, but also strangely kind of tribal in the way that it presented its world. Very
3: much.
4: And uh, and it was just really, really engrossing. And you had a main character who You just empathized with from beginning to end. It did a really good job, especially by starting things off when she's a baby, when the story begins and growing up with her, you automatically become invested in her. And that's something that I really appreciated. So seeing the reveal today, uh, I was taken aback really by the additional vibrancy that it had. It's almost like you don't know Uh, how something can be bigger unless someone shows you that the immediate example that comes to my mind is that I had virtually no qualms or critiques about Arkham Asylum. And then when Arkham city came, I was just amazed. Like I, I don't know how you could improve on that, but you did. And you Mm -hmm. did it really, really well. So at least from just the visual side of things, This game looks extraordinarily ambitious, and I really appreciate the fact that they're – I mean, it's easy for me to say since me and other people who have a PS5 were like, yes, let's leave the last generation behind. And that's not a very easy economic decision for some people to make in addition to the scarcity of the hardware. But in terms of pushing the boundaries of what a game's visual presentation can do, just on that alone, I like that they're keeping it exclusive to the new hardware just so that we can see what kinds of crazy things they're baking up with it. So, um, you know, the gameplay, it looks like it's going to be crunchy. Obviously, we don't have uh, an abundance of uh, reference material in terms of how it's going to feel when it's in the hand. But the first game felt pretty good at Mm -hmm. 30 and um there are some i hope that they take advantage of the stuff that's packed into the dual sense because it seems like the variety of environments that you have would lend would lend themselves really nicely to different kind of tactile
1: they talked a little bit about that where it's like they said they're not going to say what's all there but they have said like if you're th- going through dirt and like trudges and like trenches and like tall grass, you'll feel her like going through it and like trickling past the controller and stuff like cool. that. So, and wow. you have to imagine with the triggers That's that you're crazy. gonna feel with the bow pulling back yeah. and releasing and all that. Yeah, yeah. So if the, the anything to go off of.
4: <laughs> like I'm looking forward again. Like most of my anticipation for it. Probably comes with the technical side of things, because in that first game, Gorilla very clearly demonstrated that they have a command of of design Mm -hmm. and uh, not only of game design, but of art design as well. Um, But that being said, I mean, the story, too, uh, it seems like they're opening a lot more potential paths that they can take. And um, there's plenty more to tell with her as far as I'm concerned. So I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, and one thing that it's, like, I don't know what anybody can test, but, like, I'm a giant fan of, there's a lot of new stuff they added in that game, like the smoke bomb, the sticky bomb, the explodable spears, the new attacks by everything. But just, like, if all they would have added was that grapple hook, like, The Last of Us 1 to The Last of Us 2, that entire game plays completely differently because you can go prone. Simple stuff like that, I just love that changes the way that you go around and move and stuff like that. There's a lot of little bitty changes to how you can do that that I just saw in the trailer for movements. And I'm just, it's simple stuff. When you know that you made a good example and you just start fine tuning. Oh,
4: yeah, I, it just helps you feel like the world is something that you can live in for a little while. You know, yeah. if, you, if you open up even the, well, the example that you provided in The Last of Us is a really good example. I mean, the ability to interface more with the world in a way that you weren't able to do in the prior release. Mm. It, it it does seem on its face to be a simple change, but it totally changes the the tactical equation for how you approach given situation. Yeah. So and I mean going prone in a field of grass also means that you have to design and program grass to operate in an entirely different way than you did before. Yep. Right. Where before it was purely aesthetic and now it's something that you're actually not only interacting with, but something you can hide behind. And uh, the amount of work that goes into that is immense. So I'm glad that they've taken their time with Forbidden West. I don't think that anybody who thinks about it for more than five seconds would want them to rush it out the door. Oh, I mean, no. wasn't it Shigeru Miyamoto who said a bad game is bad forever? Something like that?
2: Yeah, it's um, and, uh, yes, it was, it was,
4: uh,
2: a good game is eventually... A, a delay game is is eventually good it's a, a rush game is forever
4: bad there you yep. go thank you yep. and i think that that's a that's something that very much applies
1: the, so, the original yeah. game was delayed by almost a year and it came out borderline perfect
3: mm-hmm.
1: i will that is one thing that i've gotten when i'm older with almost everything delay it i do not care i no. never will care i could tell you right now i will give my left leg to play horizon tomorrow but i still would much rather have it be two years from now and be perfect
4: yeah i mean if you describe it, it probably won't be that long your yeah. your no. perfect video game experience then yeah you i would imagine you certainly want the potential to be there for the second one i, yeah. I
1: do it's just you and again we say that they're going to make sure it's perfect i don't know if again if S- sony realized they had something good but i don't think that they realized they had a pole like major video game staple on their hands that exploded as good as it did. No, that was insane. Uh, how well it did. did. And I'm very happy. A that you have a good, like kick ass, take no shit. No, no love interest involved. Awesome. Female character that just goes out, kicks ass and a it's voiced by Ashley Birch. I love her to death. And I'm so happy. She has this.
2: <laughs> she a Sony staple at this point. Ah. <sighs> So good.
1: But yeah, it's... there. There, I, I can't think of... The only thing that comes close to this point, obviously, is God of War and then Far Cry 6. There's nothing that's even on remotely the same level as this. It's,
2: I don't even nuts. think Far Cry 6 is even even worth even bringing up in that comparison. Probably just well, God of War, Ragnarok for me, at this point. For me, anyway. For okay, everybody feel, else, yeah.
1: it's probably not Ragnarok. Ragnarok is up there. And then, like... There's other stuff is escaping me. I know there's other things that are, like, just not been... Whatever, but yeah, it's... They keep saying... They've insisted a couple of times that this game is going to come out this year, and that gameplay looks pretty polished. But I'm telling you, if it comes out this year, it's not going to come out any earlier than like November 20th through December. Oh, yeah. There's no yeah. chance, and I don't Yeah,
2: It'll be a late that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, it's gonna be very late in the year, possibly early next year, which would be more than
4: okay. But it's I mean, dying, even 2022 exactly. is starting to fill up as well, so yeah. 21 is kind of empty for yeah.
3: it, the only thing it that really it kind might,
4: of is. It might compete with Halo Infinite, but the install yeah. base is still going to be smaller mm. on the Xbox when is, side. When
2: is Infinite supposed to be coming out?
4: End of the year, around the year? holiday. Okay. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's a late again. Yeah. Man, I look
4: forward <laughs> to it. About-
2: packed with video games all the time again. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of had that with May, but the rest of the year, kind of seems sparse.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, and even so, um, like in 22, you had... Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League was already slotted for 22 that's when right. it was announced last summer. Yep. And then they just pushed Gotham Knights into 22. So that's two that. pretty major DC games that are coming out in 22. They're probably still working on a Spider-Man sequel. Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
4: I don't know if it'll be next. Year. I mean, we just had Miles Morales. So Yeah. And the, but, isn't Insomniac
1: also the one's doing Ratchet and Clank? Kirkman yes.
4: And yes. yes. Oh, so yeah. That, that, is, this
1: that is this year. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So once but that's all done and polished, next. they'll fast forward on Spider Man 2.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that, like, with Dying Light 2 and the way that it is right now, the way that it looks right now, and it's coming out in December. So, I mean, and that's probably been baking in the oven for longer than Horizon Forbidden West has.
4: When did the original probably come out? out? It was announced back in 2018, Dying Light 2.
2: Was it announced yeah. that long back? Holy
3: crap. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be around the same amount of time as Horizon because they said they started working on two, like, halfway or, like, three-quarters of ways of development. So it be around the same time, if not a little longer, depending on... They announced it then, so they probably work it. Yeah, you're right. It's been probably hmm. in the cooker for longer. Yeah, true. so maybe... it yeah, seems to be
2: a winning formula now, starting production on a sequel right after you're almost done with the first one.
1: You know what you want to do. It's like they get the good ideas in and just... Get her going. That maybe they should have it, yeah.
4: taken that mentality from Metroid Prime 4. I don't know. <laughs> I agree with you completely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh, oh yeah. That is what's
2: gonna make maybe it that, gonna that switch. might
4: have been waiting That's for that damn game switch. for 10 years. So it's
2: still coming, yeah. I guess, sorta, maybe. Maybe.
4: Yeah. We'll see. Maybe. I love retro, man. I mean, I wasn't too uh crazy before it. I actually got my hands on it for the Donkey Kong games, but those games are world class. So, and oh, yeah. I already love them for for the Prime trilogy. So, since restarting production with those guys is great, but it's mm-hmm. haven't heard a peep in like a year and a half or 2 you, years now.
1: Did you think in any world yeah. in any world that we would get a sequel to Pokémon Snap before we got Metroid Prime 4? <laughs>
3: No, but I before we get into Elder Scrolls that. game,
2: too. <laughs> Con- yeah. Considering it's um, almost been 10 years since Skyrim.
3: Yeah.
4: C- considering the uh history of quasi-disinvestment that Nintendo has had with Metroid, because it is only really popular in the West and not really popular in Japan. Um, I That's shouldn't true. have been surprised, but nevertheless, here we are.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's in that sort of Beyond Good and Evil 2 situation yeah. where it exists theoretically still, I guess. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: But then again, you know, I'm a Star Trek fan, so I'm used to uh, the people <laughs> who own the franchise not caring. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I not hear kidding. you, man. You're <laughs>
0: not kidding.
4: I can't wait for next week's episode of Enterprise. Oh. oh
3: yeah, the truth and then 12
4: that. years. 12 years passes until this one. So, oh, yep, that was a long, but now the cup runneth over with Star Trek, right? Sure. There's actually material since they're like, oh, this is something we own that can actually make a lot of money. So let's just make more of that. And it's fine with me. I have an agreement with Paramount. If they make Star Trek, I will give them money. <laughs> 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 like, it's like the studio is like, hey, guys, I think Star
3: Trek's
2: popular to which if you look at a window, there are people yelling, oh, of course it is.
4: Not to go off on too much of a tangent, but after yeah. Star Wars came out in 77, uh, there were Paramount executives sitting around a conference table, and they were trying to figure out what could they make that could do Star Wars-like numbers at the movies. And I guess some guy in the back, according to Walter Koenig, said, I think we own something called Star Trek. And <laughs> that's what <laughs> the first Star Trek movie, ultimately, which wasn't- That's how we any- got the motion picture yeah and i like the motion picture for what it is but anyone can recognize the greatness of what would follow it so yeah. yes anyway I'll, i won't do uh, a star trek, a star trek. We, we,
2: we, need a, we need a new star trek <laughs> game because the last major one was the 2013 one for into the darkness and we don't want to talk about that
4: why do you say that though because in uh was it 2018 2019 2018 we got star trek bridge crew on playstation a VR, vr game yes that is true. And that to date is still my favorite virtual reality game. I was shocked at how good that game was. It, um, it single-handedly convinced me that virtual reality could actually be a social experience. Um, because the way that it works is you get in a lobby with three other players. Um, one person's on the helm, one's at tactical, one's at engineering, and one's the captain. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you get a crew that's just like drunk the whole time... Uh, that can be a little weird <laughs> to play through, and I've had a couple of those, but yeah. if you have a crew... When you're, and you're drunk, it turns into space doing, balls. Or or Galaxy, Quest. Sure but, uh, Galaxy Quest. Quest. But that game, when it's on, it is really on. It is shockingly good. So uh, if you haven't tried it and you have the ability to, I highly recommend it.
3: <laughs> I Quest, highly recommend I it. it.
4: You are last hope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I start talking about Star Trek. I'm you're good,
2: just... man. You're you're good. We're gonna give That's you. a Just, to just plug don't break your turtle in Nescar, please.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like Trek too. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, so. All right, guys, Uh, let's move on now from Insert Coin. We now move to Press Start, which is our little perspectives, reviews, previews, impressions, basically what have you, of (coughs) games that we have played recently. So I'm going to start off with something that's not on the list here, which is the Scarlet Nexus demo on Xbox. Um, Oh, it is on the list. Thanks, Brock. I am. Um, (laughs) So, uh, Tyler, you and I, I think, um, did, did anybody else play besides Tyler and me? Was yeah, the, the demo on Xbox okay.
3: Nope, so I'll add it to
4: the list though,
0: yeah. Uh, I or maybe th- I
4: won't, depending on what you say.
0: I think it's through tomorrow, they're offering it on Xbox and then it moves over to PlayStation. And I'm not so. sure if they're going to have it on PC. I will be touching it. Um, well, I'm dude, I think you should try it because I think it's fairly awesome. Uh, I, I actually had a lot of fun with it. There's some wonkiness to it, it's not like completely perfected like it's got that camera thing that i that that japanese third person action games kind of have where it's a little bit janky um but for me personally i thought it was really good i thought that like the combat was solid it was very stylish i miss games like this where it's like third person action just like killer finishing moves and stuff like that i know that dmc5 is like probably the last one that really did that well um Mm -hmm. but for me It was uh, it was a bit of a return to form here. And Astral Chain is another game that has been compared to, which I think is fairly accurate. Um, Yeah. Tyler, what did you think, man? Um, Give me your opinions on this.
2: I thought it was good. Um, Yeah, that camera kind of bothered living hell out of me at times. And the controls get a little bit sloppy. But I think it's overall pretty entertaining for what it is, of
0: course. Well, see, that's the thing, though. For what it is for me, it's like it's a throwback. So mm-hmm. I kind of think it's it might make my top 10 possibly based on this demo. I don't know for sure. But I mean, this is actual gameplay that I've tried. So it's like it's yeah. pretty awesome. This they is what it's going to be like. I'm pretty sure they they have some moments in there, which I found a little bit like like you say, it's the camera and it's like the, the, the auto targeting and stuff like that. And sometimes the lock on doesn't yeah. quite work the way you want it to. Yeah. I think it's a little weird in terms of, like, you've got to press one of the bumpers, and you have to, like, press in the analog stick to change the the, the targeting and stuff. So that's a little
2: weird for me. But, like, yeah. overall... Yeah, that feels old school, terms... but in the not good old school way.
0: Yeah. But in terms of, like, using the powers, using your... do You have, like, squad mates, AI, like, you know, teammates in the game, and you can, like, share power with them. They have, like, abilities that you can use. Um vaguely Mass Effect-ish. Moves. Vaguely <clears throat> Mass effectish. ish yeah. Um, it's a little more, like... It's not like you don't have to bring up like a pause menu and stuff and do that. It's just all in game. No, so it just it happens pretty or organically. Yeah. Um yeah. Speaking of yeah, yeah. I mean you just you fight basically deadly flowers in the game like toxic flowers. <laughs> yeah, that's you do pretty much what you find in the game. So you have also, um, psychokinetic powers. So that's pretty cool. I like that whole aspect of it. If you hold down like the, the left trigger, it'll just like destroy something and you can use like these little quick time events and stuff and just kill things instantly. Yeah. For me, it's like, it's, it's stylish. It's got that whole anime thing. It's, it's very, very much Japanese game design from like the 360 era. If you ask me, it's kind of a throwback in that sense. So early 360s me, era, I'd say. Yeah, for me, I kind of enjoyed it, and I, I, I'm going to pick it up.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I I will probably do. It was enjoyable enough, and I'm like, I'll give this a shot.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to pick up the $80 deluxe edition with all the additional mm, crap, but, but I think I'm going to pick up, like, you know, yeah, probably buy it on PC or something. That'll be cool. So yeah, um mm-hmm. what do you guys think uh Brock and Chris? Do you, did you guys have any impressions on this or any like, you know, do you have any expectations for it? I'm just happy that it looks like it doesn't play like um Code Vein did. It does because not cuz I
1: was super excited. It, it really that doesn't Plays like aish. Yeah. Yeah. It, it
0: really does not play like
1: Code Vein <laughs> at all. And what i watched, it does lo- it looks like it has a mixture of um Devil May Cry and your Automata but with force powers.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: which looks fun. So yeah. I'm very okay with that because everything else about Code Vein was great. It just didn't play good. So that I'm excited about. So that's all I got. The demo's coming to PlayStation soon, so I will give it a shot.
4: Yep. Yeah, I I have kind of a love-hate relationship with Bandai Namco. Um, you know, like I was one I of the that. people that uh, played Tales of Berseria, and I wasn't particularly impressed with it but then I at the that same game. time yeah it was could have been better Yeah. it was just kind of forgettable yeah. you know but then you know they link up with uh sora limited and then they make smash alongside masahiro sakurai mm-hmm. so you know it, it just seems like it's kind of wobbly with them yeah. um yeah i don't have any reason to uh to doubt this game out of the gate because it seems like every every project that uh, Bandai Namco approaches, there's kind of a different uh, philosophy that's wagging the dog, <laughs> which is probably a good thing. All things considered, you know, they have some variation with so. the game developer. It's not, maybe they don't want to feel tied down to a specific style. So I'll give it a shot. I mean, if, um, if the demo is coming, if it's leaving Xbox and it's going to PlayStation, then I can give it a shot there. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm
0: yeah I'm, I think so download it give it a give it a try because sure, I think yeah. uh, it convinced me and I was like I was very much on the fence about it and I was very much like I don't even know well, what this game is so
4: and it also just goes to the philosophy that governs demo releases because they don't happen all that often anymore you know oh, it used yeah, to be a commonplace true. practice and the fact that they are willing to put something out that uh, that gets that gives people the chance to put it in their hands and see how it feels kudos. That's something that it's not a common practice. I think they probably had it. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, I think
0: that they probably had an inkling that everybody was like looking at this game and going like, uh, "Okay, we don't really know what
4: this is. Right. Yeah. Like side eyeing it. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like like what are you talking like side powers, evil vegetables, evil flowers, (laughs) like what's happening here? Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, in, in practice, it's fairly straightforward, but also like you can use powers in, in cool combinations and stuff like that. So it's like really interesting in that sense. And I think and it's very flashy and it's very stylish. It reminded me a little bit of Beautiful Joe in a strange way. Yeah. A, little like,
2: no, no, I I like, a little bit. No, not as much as I would like. bit.
0: Is the
1: multiplayer way that they did with their last game with Covain because you had to like have a code and it was timed the amount of time you could be together so like you could do this boss fight, yeah. they were kicking your ass out of here.
2: I don't <laughs> think they're was... doing that again. Yeah. Oh, no, this is good.
0: this is single player only, and it's action RPG. Okay. So you do have okay. systems involved where you can build your character and and right. unlock new powers and stuff. I like just saw that. you had party members, so I didn't know if you could have people joining with each other. So I wasn't right. Yeah, it's blessed. actually it's all single player. They're all AI party members. So oh, nice, cool. I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, it's... you have two different characters too in the demo. You can play as the guy or the girl. So okay, cool. Yeah, interesting. is so better. I'll life. say it right now. And so, you also someday. get. You you get a little item too for playing the demo. I think for like the main game, you you'll get like a little special item or something, some cosmetic thing that you can carry around and be like, "I played the demo. I'm so cool." That's yeah, cool. I like stuff like that. Little cosmetic trinkets for trying stuff.
2: Yeah, reminding you how if like, you did the RE7 demo, you got a rusty coin in the main game. Ooh, a rusty
4: coin, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, and also oh, well. apparently um, Bandai Namco was the studio that was fired from Metroid Prime Four. Oh, it so- is. And yeah. wonder what's going on there. That's okay. Ochie. <laughs> I
0: I I hope that we're I hope that a lot of these developers and stuff that are in Japan see like a renaissance here kind of like Sega is right now. And, and, and another like,
2: studio we'll get to.
0: And Squeenix, Square Enix. Mm-hmm. I I yeah, I wish Square Enix the best. Yeah.
4: Um... <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> what's Look, happening I, over here I Chris? i wasn't gonna bring it up but the game <laughs> been, kind of been playing the most lately that i'm not even really necessarily all that proud of oh no uh, yeah. oh that no statue's great though Oh well thank you yeah i love that, statue, they, they, they,
0: that they, statue love it
2: they
4: got the nerds for me that's for sure my yeah. statue rest of the game mm. well i mean hmm yeah. Look, I, I, like I, I checked back into it. Um, I would like just, to if I had the time. There is there are a couple of things that they've added to it relatively recently that has huh. enticed me back to checking it out. But there are still a lot of problems with that game. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's yeah. you can't, can't
2: patch Kamala
4: Khan. No, no. Although you know she's probably one of the more fun characters to play as once you get yeah. her leveled up to a certain point. I actually really like I mean, Cap is my main because Cap is my favorite Marvel character. And I find the shield throwing to be pretty satisfying, all things considered. But you can wreck people with Thor. So playing with Thor, uh, once you get to a certain point when he does the hammer spin, you can do it and just wipe out like tanks of. Yeah. Pour one out for Black Widow fans because she's the worst to play. You know, I've heard mm-hmm. people who really swear by her too, but I have not been able to to get much of a grasp on her on her play She's style.
1: fun to play as, but she is thrown into a thing in the main story that does not complement her play style whatsoever. Yeah,
4: that's, that's the true. Yeah, that Ow. that that was a very very frustrating. Like the campaign, all things considered, was pretty good, but the component when she comes into the story and when you're charged with taking on what was it like the stiletto robots? I think it yeah. was just one of the single most frustrating. Oh
0: god yes yeah. but yeah.
4: um i want it to be better apparently they've done some consolidation with crystal dynamics recently to hopefully give it some some greater attention uh and it seems like they're dedicated to it at least if they can stem the bleeding on their player counts which seems low at least on the pc I, side
3: mm-hmm. so stem at
4: this point. we'll we'll see i um they introduced mcu costumes for fourteen dollars a piece, yay. Oh. yay! It's
2: like the yeah. new Call of Duty, like Cold War pack. You can play as John Rambo for thirty
4: bucks. Yeah, Dude, that's, that's not cool. that's not the, the whole lives and deep. and it's such a it is just such a um such a different dynamic when you look at how <laughs> effectively insomniac has been using spider-man now across two games using the Mm -hmm. license across two games and um having just the incredible locomotion that those games have um i actually I, i think i was maybe one of five people that did but i enjoyed ultimate alliance 3 on the switch uh it chugged a bit but it was fun to play especially with friends um and of course you have to look at what other licensees are doing with other comic book characters. Like the injustice games are still solid. I mm-hmm. uh, wasn't crazy about the story of the second one, but I still loved playing it. So, and then Rocksteady, of course, and Rocksteady's going to get their chance to stretch their legs again in, in a different part of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And then you have Avengers, which a lot of people were looking forward to for a very long time. And I was, they didn't lean on the strengths that they were able to use in the campaign and just tried to turn it into something that the style of game that it is does not conform very well to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But when it works, it works, but there are just so many little things. Like I had one of the captain America costumes that I use. I I replayed the the campaign and it wasn't properly skinned at his brow Mm. when his mask was on. So when he was talking, his mask was like juddering <laughs> between flesh color and blue. And it's just like, me. Oh geez. Really? And something for me as a comic book fan, I, they, they have the comic book covers that you can collect. Yeah. And conceivably as a developer of a Marvel based video game, they have access to the archives and can get the archival quality scans if they want to. But a yeah. lot of the covers you can see the marvel.com watermark. And I'm just like, Oh, yeah. oh God, yeah. you can. Oh uh, wow. yeah. So Marvel has a really impressive archive from what I understand. So the fact that they weren't able to look into that, just take it a little bit of a step further. It's like they cut corners in some of the most visibly disappointing ways. And hmm. that's just very disappointing, especially yeah. as someone who hasn't had a good cap, fi- cap video game since 2011. I actually really like Captain America Super Soldier on the 360 and PS3. But oh, uh, I remember that. Holy yeah. crap. That's been a while. Arkham was, out, uh, games.
3: Man.
4: Yeah, yeah, like it, it, was, it was definitely trying to ape the Arkham games, but it had, it was, worst, it was just man. fun. Yeah, they had platforming <laughs> segments and the shield combat was cool. It had uh, all of the howling commandos. They were called the um, the invaders, which was wrong, but um, all, all the <laughs> all. <laughs> there.
3: How Whoa. could you? Yeah, like
4: the Howling Commandos and the Invaders are not the same thing. Not the all. same yeah. thing, not man. That. But Chris Evans didn't phone it in, which is always helpful because I still have memories of toby Maguire on the Spider-Man movie games, uh, and that was just a fun game. And it's kind of hard to find now, which is weird. But <laughs> it's a pretty solid. That's probably the best MCU video game, and. So wanting a like a triple A cap experience and having to wait for this is really looking forward to being able. But first of all, like he's not in the story most of the time. So that was already disappointing to me. And then all the other stuff. Yeah. Hope
2: out. you like Iron Man.
4: Uh, yeah, sure. But I mean, just not as much as Steve. Just not as much as Steve or at least throw Sam in there. That was one of my favorite parts of Falcon and Winter Soldier is having mm-hmm. like the actual appointed successor as Captain America.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: That was really cool. And I think, I don't think... Falcon's gonna <laughs> come into the game. I, I don't uh, think we've even
0: covered that on a podcast yet. The the oh, Falcon really? and Winter oh. Soldier.
4: Yeah. Oh, oh, wow, oh is amazing.
0: sorry. Sorry. No, no, it's 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 oh, been a oh, while. Yeah. I can't believe it. How could well, you? Like, Damn it. <laughs> no, but I mean uh, yeah, well, that's why we need to have you on more often, Chris, so that you can get us on track here, but,
4: uh, <laughs> well, anyway, uh um, we're off track, depending on, <laughs> I can't see your outline, so I don't know how far I've taken us away from. Oh,
0: me. you're, you're all good, dude. We have, yeah, no uh, we have just about three more to go. I'm just going to do this next one really quickly because I just want to talk a little bit about biomutant. Oh boy. Um, you know what? Okay, I'm not far into the game at all. Like, I've only started on it because I had to play through RE8, and I had to play some Mass Effect just to get impressions going, because I'm so freaking busy with this podcast. But anyway, regardless of that, dude, it's like... um, For Biomutant, I will say I'm not having an awful time with the game. I think it's pretty okay. Like, it does strike me as kind of like... um, It's like like Victor Lucas at Electric Playground, he was talking about it, and he said it's like a double-A game. Which I think is very true. I think the developers for such a small team, I think maybe they bit off too much, you know, more than they could chew on this release. Like they're a little too ambitious, maybe trying to make it like a super open world with like all yeah. these different things that you can do. And, um, and apparently there's not much of it. Uh, I've been listening to reviews. I've been listening to negative reviews and positive reviews and positive impressions. And it's like,
3: there Go are good the things
0: in the game. But there are also things where I think maybe later on in my playthrough, I'm going to run into some issues, uh, which is like, you know, the lack of enemies, um, just the fact that a lot of the, the quests are like fetch quests or like backtracking. A lot of it's backtracking mm-hmm. and you just have to do like all this, you know, it's it's almost like busy work. It's like the worst kind of open world game design, you know, Yeah. but like yes. But in terms of the actual gameplay, other than the sound, which I totally agree with a lot of people where the music doesn't bother me so much, but just the sound is not good. Uh, the sound effects in particular, like your main character running around the world, it's not, it, it's not loud enough. It's not like, you know, there there's no real impact to it. Uh, with the fighting and the combat, it's just the sound is no bueno. It, it's very not good. Uh, they definitely need to, like, I think... I don't know what i would do to it necessarily i would just make it a little crunchier and i would just make it like a little bit more intense for lack of a better term it, it just it feels like when you're hitting something it's almost like like you're 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 hitting a, a knife and a fork together like that's the sound that it makes for your for your swords like it's not it's it's not impactful so yeah it, it's in some areas it's painfully undercooked yeah and in other areas for me it's like okay. So impressions wise, I would say it's, I would say, wait for it. And I wish that it was like a $50 game instead of a $60 game or like even a $40 game and like just taper it back and pull back on all the, like all the open world game design stuff and maybe just make it a little bit simpler because when you're dealing with a developer that's 25 people uh, it's, it's not, you know, maybe don't aim for breath of the wild as your, as your goal point, maybe start a little bit smaller.
2: Yeah, it's you can't fault someone for being over ambitious, but it can be a downfall sometimes.
0: Yeah, and that's how I feel about it. I just feel like I feel like there's good systems there and it's interesting and there's like the 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 whole idea of like these these little like anthropomorphized mascot characters basically doing kung fu on each other and stuff is pretty interesting. It's like it's not the worst idea that I've ever seen, but it is it is something that feels maybe a little bit like it's stretched thin. So that's kind of my impressions of a biomutant.
4: Um, is it um does it have native new gen versions or is it just like back compatible nope. on the newer system? Back okay. compat.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And as a matter of fact, there there's been like some controversy on that because apparently like it doesn't even scale to 4K on PS5. I think they they downgraded it to like 1080p and that's as high as it'll go on PS5. Like on Xbox Series X it'll go up to 4K, but like, you know. Yeah, it 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 just it, it feels a little undercooked. It does. Um I I don't hate it at all. I do not hate it, but I would say that if anybody wants to really try it, I would say maybe wait until it's at a better price. Or you know, just wait for it to go on sale or just skip it altogether if it's not your type of game.
2: Yeah, but reviewer wise, it's like all over the place. Some people like 80%, 40%, 20%, 100%, 0%. It's all over the place.
0: It's definitely not a 40% game, in my opinion. I don't think it's a 40%.
2: I think the most I'm seeing is like 60 through 70s, the average.
0: That seems about right. I'd, I'd say it's about maybe a 60, 65. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like it's not the worst game I've ever played, but it also has definite room for improvement. And, and one of the things is that sound design and the voice acting. Because you only get the narrator, basically, and you get the two little annoying sprite characters that pop up. Like, one is the light side, one is the dark side. You have this whole, like, morality system in there where you can do dark actions and light actions. And you can, like, light is the hopeful side. Uh, Like, you want to save the world, you want to save the Tree of Life and all this stuff. And dark is like, no, destroy the Tree of Life, cleanse the world. Uh, Let's just start over. Um, you know, and then there's there's a lot of like, you know, there's 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 some messaging in this game, like some some like environmental messaging in this game, which I can appreciate, but at the same time, it's like it's it's very overt. Um and I think how-
4: in, in, in terms of the light and dark paths that you take, yeah, yeah. is it like a slow build that leads to uh a, a different endpoint, or is there like a key decision that branches pretty- you into one? It-
0: I I haven't gotten so far yet as to get to like a key decision, but I will say that it's pretty blatantly like, like there are, there are four tribes or there's like eight tribes or whatever. And there's like, you know, one tribe believes in helping the world and, and being hopeful and optimistic and trying to save the, the, you know, trying to save everybody. And on the other side, you have a tribe that you could choose to, to help out. And they are like, you know, they want to just like take over and just like, you know, cleanse the world, destroy the life tree, and all this stuff. It's pretty overtly like, like you're either gonna go light or dark. But you can also, okay. you can do the Mass Effect thing where you can make decisions where it's like, okay, I'll I'll choose to help this person, or I'll choose to like, to save someone who's been kidnapped, and then
2: I can just punch them out for no reason. It sounds like very Star Wars, Knights the Old Republic, where it's extremely
4: binary, where it's like, I will hug the kid or I shall burn the kid
3: yeah see i was thinking of a different
4: star wars example i was thinking of jedi knight because the original jedi knight because when you play that uh you have different force points that go into either the light or the dark but then you get to a specific point in the story and that's when you either go one way or go another way and then the other way of doing those kinds of branching paths the more masterful way in my opinion was red dead 2 where it's much more of like a a slow kind of a burn and it takes stock of each decision that you make before ultimately it's assigning you the personal where it wolf. doesn't really change the outcome. It's more just
2: your personality as a whole, which yeah. is a better way of yeah. doing yeah. it. I'm
4: not and sure. how you die. That. Yeah. You know, you, you either die peacefully looking at a sunset or you get a bullet in your head, right? Live by the sword and die about the sword That's kind it. of thing. Or, or, or you get stabbed to death
2: if you're one of those people.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think what you're saying is is spot on. I, I agree with you. I think that's the better way to do it. Um, I think this game is much more blatant because as soon as you start up the game, they basically put you at the crossroads and they say you're either gonna go down this path or you're gonna go down this path. And the light sprite spirit thing will will pop up and will be like be like, Oh, everything's happy and we're light and hey, let's go and save all the people. And then the the dark sprite guy will come over there and he'll just be like, No, dude, it's like metal and, like, <laughs> motorcycles, and, like, let's go to the bar, and let's, like, drink a whole bunch of whiskey. Yeah,
2: that is Night Zero Republic again, where it's just, like, you can be the ultimate good guy, and everyone likes you, or you can be the ultimate bad guy and just murder everyone. There's not, like, really much of incentive to do either, or... Well, unless you the, just...
0: the bad guy is far less irritating, so I, of course, chose the bad guy path.
2: The problem is, <laughs> not having bad audio and voice acting in the month of May, boy, that's a real bad choice with the other two yeah. games that came out this yeah. year, and May having some pretty good voice acting and music and choices. Yeah. It and disappoint- I have no doubt that that's probably the
0: narrator dude, and he's just doing, like, a high-pitched voice for the light spirit and just doing, like, a low-pitched voice for the dark. It's probably the same voice guy, and he's just like, my God, do I have to do all these?
1: It, it disappoints me to this day that we've never, in, mo- and at least that I've seen it in video games, where it's, like, you have the light and the dark side that you never have a moment where it's the Emperor's New Groove cronk thing where the good guy's like, no... He's got a point. Like, you never get that ever. I want it to happen so bad where there's a moment where both sides are like, no, yeah, I actually think it's a good point. You should burn the kid this time. Like, he, you earned it. Like, I want that to happen in one of these games.
2: Like, it's it's like, sad, he, saved, but... he saved a whole orphanage. I'm going to let you have this one kid.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like Bioshock where you have to sacrifice, you know, the, 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 um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking Little on sisters. the name. Little sisters. Little sisters. Yeah. You have to, to either, either I sacrifice I them or no. not.
2: That was never a narrative choice. That was something that was forced on them by Two K. So it feels mm-hmm. a bit unorganic, un- or compared to everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But yeah, okay.
0: So, uh, guys, do you want to do you want to say anything else about Bio mutant before we go on? It,
2: it's not the best game of the word Bio or Mutant.
0: <laughs> I I've
1: good never point. Got to touch it. I was far too busy with Mass
2: Effect. <laughs> I was a little bit too busy
0: with something there, else yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, we can tell uh all right so let's move on speaking of which um what do you guys want to talk about first do we want to let's do mass Resident effect Evil? first? Mass Effect, okay let's do mass right. effect first then mass effect legendary edition what do you guys think this is amazing
1: it, it, it is the same thing with a new code of point code of pipe and um a couple of new uh pieces strapped onto the car that made it perform a lot better
2: Yeah, it's like they rolled in your favorite card into the the shop, put a new engine on it, a new K to paint, runs better than ever did, but it sells everything you always loved.
1: I I can't get over how much better Mass Effect 1 is.
2: And also they fixed that stupid hole in the car door.
0: It is a lot better, I will say that.
2: Yeah. So you know what my problem was with Mass
0: Effect 1? You know what the problem was I was having with the Mako? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So never do they
0: tell you that there's a boost button. True. I had to to figure that 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 out on my own. That's new, forgot the way. That was was not the original. That was not in the original at all. I had to figure out I had to figure that out because it's on the bumpers, which I do not look at the bumpers for anything like I would I would look for the scope first before I look for the boost so that was my problem I was having with it and that's the reason why I was like I was bitching about it to you guys and just being like man this is like this is not as good as I was expecting it to be and then boost button it's like hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> and that scope button the scope button was there before but it was the scope button uh... I don't meh. You don't need What's a scope the... button when you got the cannon shot. Thing, I get
1: that, see? but you can borderline snipe people from across the map with oh, that yeah. scope now, with how good it is. Yeah, think
0: okay. thing was borderline
2: useless in Mass Effect One. Beautiful. It was kind of like the scope function in like Ride to Hell Retribution, where it's like this is too zoomed in, this is too zoomed out, I can't do anything with this. Yes, because no, I fine. played
0: Ride to Hell Retribution. I was just about to say I can't get reference
1: points for
2: that. I did Sorry, because Tyler. I hate myself. <laughs>
1: Clothes, pants, sex simulator.
4: <laughs> There's
2: Jake. <laughs> Bye, Jake. Uh, Chris,
0: have you had a chance to play Mass Effect Legendary yet? Or
4: I have not, um, but I am anticipating the chance to get to. I. It's funny, a friend of mine, for some reason, just started picking up the multiplayer to Mass Effect Three on the Ir- oh original edition. Obviously, I love
2: that it. because I mean, it. it's not in this one.
4: Yeah, exactly. That's that's something that I was a little bit um, disappointed to learn. There are rumors they announced it. Oh, that they might patch it in. They or, said or, they could have it if they
1: wanted to. If it gets enough pull, they said they could easily put it in.
3: Please,
2: I, I hope. Please, and that's not
1: from some Joe schmo. That was from Mac Walter, is one of the head, like top three guys at wow. Bioware. <laughs>
0: yeah. I knew they were holding. Oh. They were holding to that. Yeah, I knew it.
4: That would, that would be cool. I mean, then that I think that would give more credence to the title. The most um, fun
0: that I've ever had with that game was the multiplayer, man. That was so that, fun. You know I I, I
4: never got to, to two or three. I only ever played the first one. So oh, wow. Um, wow. I'm pretty woefully behind on absorbing Mass Effect, but... You didn't uh, even get to
2: reach my second favorite character of the month, Mr. Miranda Lawson. Oh. No.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but I mean, What's at the same time, though... Time? The fact that I have put it off also gives me something else to look forward to. because, is in, in my estimation, there are a few things that can hit the highs of, of an awesome sci-fi world that you can just get lost in. So um, I'm yeah, looking forward to, to getting it and playing through the first one again and then taking my time with uh, with the other two. But I have a, a few more obligations now than I did when those yeah. games first came out.
3: Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah
4: that uh that limits my time but i'm probably i am a weirdo who has both a series x and s i find that having a uh a series s on our secondary tv is really helpful in terms of finding a spot that i can just kind of play a game on um and uh you know, having the performance advantages of the higher memory bandwidth and uh, the SSD on a smaller scale system and on a TV that's not as good as the one that I have out in my living room that the Series X is parked under, I've been very happy with it. So I can see a scenario where I pick up the Legendary Edition and one of the best features of the Xbox ecosystem is being able to just pick up your save game immediately since it uploads mm-hmm. everything to the cloud automatically. So I can go right. from one evening playing mass effect 2 in my living room. And then if my wife wants to watch something, or if my daughter is really engrossed in blues clues that day, then I can just pick it up and start it up in, in the bedroom and, and keep on going. So, yeah. Uh, You'll like the, looking one the most, cause that one definitely got the most tweaks. That one. I like, I've, I've heard, I heard a friend of mine who is a huge mass effect fan compare, The amount of TLC that the first game got to, and granted, this might not be a positive comparison, but I think you understand the point. By far, the film that was tweaked the most in the Star Wars special editions was the first one, comparative to the other two.
2: That sounds about right because episode
4: five got the least amount of change.
2: Episode six had a few changes, but they're pretty important. And that's kind of the same thing here. Mass Effect two, I've almost done with it. I don't notice anything specifically different. Mass Effect three, mm-hmm. there's one major change that I'm aware of
4: already. And
2: mm-hmm. it's a good one, but everything yeah, else down that, like... I'm not sure.
4: Yeah. And I remember when the third one came out, how people were very disappointed in the original ending. And that I guess very. there was some DLC that released that uh, tried yeah. to shore up. That, 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 that's all that still there so um the fact that now never having gotten into the second and third games i can hopefully play it in a way that is more satisfying yeah i think so Mm -hmm. so um no i'm looking forward to jumping into it it's definitely on my list and honestly the only reason that i didn't buy it day one was because i was a little disappointed to hear that it didn't include the multiplayer component so I'll get to it, it eventually. Like it, might, I,
2: it might Master Chief Collection. Is it just patch it in? Sure. Yeah. And, I hope and so. oh man, I
4: really hope that so. is quite a remastering story. I was there for the launch of the MCC and was there right at the beginning of all of the disappointment. And guess I was say it was a great game yeah. to play until you got the multiplayer, and then you're like loading. Loading but, loading but now it has oh. become the ultimate halo experience like they mm-hmm. and, and now they've even gone back and fixed components of the graphical presentation from the first game on the original graphics so that it's more in line with the original That's xbox right as to the gearbox yeah, it's, it's not it's board. not the gearbox pc version that yeah emanated. so um yeah. yeah true the mcc is is a huge success story it certainly shouldn't have released in the state that it did release it but especially since it got its Xbox One X enhancements, and now since it's a native XS game, uh, it is pretty awesome. And playing my favorite Halo game is still probably Reach. So when they added Reach to the MCC, playing that in 60 Mm. FPS, pretty glorious. So I have the context far more for Halo than I do for Mass Effect, but I am really looking forward to diving into Mass Effect. If like, You, you want
2: to have fun? Turn on the Spanish sub, some subversion for Reach because the narrator is George for the multiplayer.
4: Oh, that's cool! I didn't know that. That's awesome.
3: Yeah.
4: George is. Oh man, I love George. He's, he's great. I, I love I, George. I think about George from time to time and just get sad. But <laughs> George and Cat,
3: man.
0: George and Cat. Yeah. Like for me, those were the two just impactful. Yeah, man. Reach is so good. Brock, what are, your, what are your thoughts on Mass Effect Legendary Edition? Um,
1: add like, like I said, yeah, one is just off the charts with things that changes, like just alone. The fact that they took the um, just beyond smashed operating the sniper rifle with your busted kneecaps version of the drift with the sniper rifle. Oh, my God. It's, it's, now it's just a dot. With no
2: if you you, you picked anything but soldier, you didn't even get a reticule, it was beyond useless. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, exactly. And now it's just I snipe everything. Thank god. It is the funnest sniping in any game I've ever played my entire life. Everything you just wait on the recoil, and after you do it, there's no overheat, there's nothing. Five feet away, I'm sniping people and pulling off (laughs) shots in that game. It's the funnest I've ever played version of that game. It's ridiculous.
2: Also, the the, the, yeah, sorry, the gameplay HUD also so much better because now you know when your shield's down and you don't have to listen to yeah. Shepard go lost my shields
1: yeah there's not a lot of weird random pips and dots and like just the textures and everything like and like um one thing that you you won't notice this chris was um there's a difference in like two and three if you had all the dlcs you've got all the dlc weapons at like the start of it all but mm-hmm. like a lot of stuff that was dlc in three like cosmetics you can wear them in two that's one thing that's a big change. That's cool. mm-hmm. Textures are a big change. And like any DLC weapons that you got that you would have had that make you kind of overpowered, they put them naturally in like stores and stuff. So it's like natural stuff in the game versus DLC that would just get dropped on you. So mm-hmm. it's a natural whole scale experience. That's I cool, like right? that quite a bit. Very that
4: kind cool. of reminds me of some of the tweaks that they made to Wind Waker HD, where they kind of added some stuff to the storefronts in that game and and just kind of made it a more seamless part of the experience. I always like when when they take that kind of extra step. It's it makes things a little gamier, but at the same time too, it's nice not to have to leave the world in order to get that stuff, right? Yeah. You can stay in it. So that's yeah, cool. Absolutely. I like yeah,
1: that. true. Absolutely. And the number sure. one, I I I don't know if it was what Tyler's was alluding to, but um, outside of Aloy, I might be one of the biggest Tally Zora fanboys that exists on the planet. Tally is the ultra cute, just sweetheart quarian that you get to meet on her pilgrimage in the first one. And then you get to romance in the later two. Um, in the third game, you get to see a picture on your nightstand of her. If you uh, romance her and it is a in the original, it was just a God awful, lazy, getty images, modified horse crap, stupid, photoshop of a random woman they found on google it is terrible it's It's terrible it's god awful they didn't even modify a picture of the voice actors it's just some random person and then in the third one they changed it to a good in-game engine version of her with her mask off i'm just like how hard was that
2: it took (laughs) took 10 years on a remaster
1: (laughs) and then the best part was like the remaster gets out People get it days early because they switch their region codes. What's the first thing they do? They fix the picture. Like 17 websites are all talking about how they <laughs> changed that freaking picture. I'm like, I'm glad I wasn't the only one because that pissed me off so much. Yeah.
2: They, yeah they don't, they don't, the they don't,
1: I, stuff
2: I, photo I don't think they changed anything else, Mass Effect 3, but I'm going to be honest. It's, that's it's the gonna one gonna thing they tech- needed
1: to. to it's going to be all texture stuff, honestly. Yeah. And it like, it looks better. Re- rearranging items, but like, one thing that. that you will never get to experience, Chris, because you didn't try. I didn't know, like, they always rumors that they were going to be remastering it. I got the itch about a year and a half ago where I had to play through Mass Effect again and have it on IPS 3 and because of EA and stupid Origin. You physically can't play Mass Effect 3. You can't because mm-hmm. you play one through one and two, and then you get to three, and then it sits at a screen that says searching for DLC. Searching for DLC because it won't let you log into origin off the system and you can't get the DLCs downloaded on unless you get into origin. So to play Mass Effect 3, I had to uninstall it and not let the system upload the patches that fixed some of the stupid crap in the game. So there's points where they just, it broke where your characters are supposed to be looking. So I'm playing Mass Effect where so like say here is a display that Shepard's looking at. You're talking to Admiral Hackett and he goes, Shepard, what's the display report? Well, was a so, I—it's just it was the worst experience to play Mass Effect 3 I ever had in my life and I was just like this is stupid I have to play it without all these patches
2: installed. I've never seen that bug before I kind of sort of want to or sound like bad oh, stage direction in the video game
1: it's it, and like that's the only visible bugs like there's a couple where you like break out of the world but you have to really try for them they just had broken positioning throughout the entire game with Shepard and it's hysterical and that's through their own storefront that that's like you couldn't there was something when they implemented origin mm. in something you had to access it through the thing you would just sit on the start screen and it would say searching for dlc and you could never get past it Ugh. wow it was terrible sloppy. you had to unload that's, every single patch. that's good old ea but then all of a Origins. sudden like months later they're like we're doing the remastered edition of like oh, I could have just waited. But yeah, you don't get to experience all that fun stuff.
2: Well, no, you don't get the experience of, oh boy, I can't wait to see what my favorite character looks like. That's a stock photo. Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, shucks. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm heartbroken yeah. to hear yeah, that. I I mean, Although it, you
2: will, you will unfortunately miss Miranda's ass. <laughs> that one scene.
1: The best part is, is you get it all the way in a scene and like what he's talking about is there's a scene where Miranda is talking about her going to be abducted sister that she's worried to death about. And then 80% of the screen is just focused up on Miranda's ass. To be fair, it's that like camera always made
2: no sense too. emotionally yeah. to what the scene's talking and about. And it's
1: like, you're in the best part is the dialogue selector. You're like, to so I have time to go look for her or forget? This is literally on her ass cheek. You're deciding to go look for her going to be abducted <laughs> sister. while the selector is on her ass cheek. I'm like, what is this? I understand wow. Yvonne Strahovski is very attractive and, oh boy, did you make your model of that game attractive. And the best part is, like, all they did was just crop it right at her waistline and move the camera up. That's all they did.
2: <laughs> the, the scene, is, it layout's exactly the same. A camera of Emily would make sense if it's a romance scene or you're, that happens yeah, it, fall, no matter it, what. It was, it was a little
1: bit weird. It was really weird. and That was I a big uproar where everyone was like, they're taking out shots. They're desexualizing. I'm like, no, that scene never made sense. That you're staring at her ass while she's trying to get your help to get, save her no, sister. There's a similar camera angle censorship. in Mass
2: Effect, in Mass Effect Three, when you're
4: talking to her. I'm pretty
2: sure that one's still in there because that one,
4: when you're talking to her
1: in like the CDC like specter yes. office thing, yeah,
4: and that one. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure if a, if a byproduct of desexualization is story coherency, then yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> so like, like,
2: it is bizarre though. It's like it's okay. Um, I gotta yes. save my sister from, like, this child sex slaver. Insert Zoom in. It's like, never made any goddamn sense.
4: But at the same time too, you know, standards have changed as well. So if they wanted to desexualize certain scenes just so that they weren't so overtly aimed at teenage boys, that's also good too. Like, who yes. gives a damn? A very small amount of people give a damn. Yeah. Uh, the
2: character's still it, attractive, Actually, he's even better looking than ever, personally speaking.
4: yeah. Uh, hey, I mean, look, if... There there comes a point, and you know, like we we get bombarded <laughs> with so much sexual imagery anyway, that mm-hmm. if they decided to realize, hey, maybe, you know, we'll keep in mind that women play this too. Uh, some of them are straight too. You know, maybe yeah. they don't really care too much about about this. Then it's
2: funny just she came out me. the same week as something else which does not have as overt sexualization as people have wanted. We'll get to that in a moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, guys, uh, yeah. So that's Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Um, uh, it's, what I do you guys say? No, Buy it, no, skip no, it, skip it. Absolutely. it. Get it, it. There's the no excuse. No yeah,
2: excuse at this point. He didn't have any major bugs or problems. I can't think of anything that's like, this is so much worse off. I mean, and it was anything. actually,
0: yeah. I mean, people were worried about that because people were worried that EA would just EA it up. But apparently, they did not. And this is this is good work from BioWare, probably the best thing that they've released since.
1: Probably last. I don't aspect. Know. It it's the um, prettiest the Unreal Engine will
0: ever look in Unreal Three engine will Unreal ever 3, look in its life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It still looks really good. It holds up like mm-hmm. amazingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just impressed walking around the Citadel and seeing all the water and all the sprinklers and stuff and how crazy all those particle effects are, man. It's just yep. insane. So yeah, a uh, really good game. I'm I'm still in the throes of Mass Effect One because I I barely have time to like, you know, make dinner. So, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I barely have time to sleep anymore.
1: I literally um, stopped right before the suicide mission. Before ooh, this podcast, I'm started. almost
2: at the suicide mission. Yeah. <laughs> and it's. Do you guys have the
0: chart? Do you have the handy dandy flow chart that they released? Oh, I got that baby
4: memorized.
1: Good, I know good, who good, I got to take
2: good. where. Oh, yeah. need two, good. Chris. Don't
0: do what I did. Don't do what phenomenal. I did. I
4: lost more. Don't say handy dandy. My daughter washes blue skins. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, it's a time
4: that it
2: never fails. When it comes, I want a whale I'm, I'm going to share yeah, that Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, excuse me, Suicide Scene, because it's uh, one of the best in gaming. That's, that ja- damn score. Holy so shit. Good. Oh yeah.
4: yeah, so good. Alright. Although I will say that the Blue's Clues reboot, like they got a guy to host it who has Broadway experience and damn, nice. he can bring it. Nice. Rings it. Well, That's, good. It, so. That's good.
1: That's good. Because there was a time where there was a rumor, rumor that John Cena was going to take that show over, and I don't know That'd what was going to happen.
4: I think this guy beat John Cena in really, which nice. should tell you something. So, <laughs> nice. but I guess a lot of moms are thirsty for him too. Like but, he talks he about it to bad people away on Twitter. But he, can't oh, I know see who them, that is, so.
2: Joshua Dela Cruz. I, I know who that is. Yeah, he's a good singer.
0: Well, I don't watch Blues Clues. So no. I'm sorry about that, Chris. I just I I made you flashback there. Oh, that's
4: I okay. I think either. it's I'm normal for, for I I think it's normal for uh for men <laughs> not to watch that show, uh. So,
2: if you, yeah, if you disrespect Steve, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> fuck you up, man.
4: <laughs> hey, so I, when I babysat, <laughs> I, a, when I handy, babysat, I watched. That. Steve. <laughs> no, but my, my daughter watches Steve and the new guy because awesome. all of the old episodes are on Paramount Plus. So nice. and oh there Yeah, you go. Paramount Plus. So, you know, she mm-hmm. watches Blues Clues and uh I tried to show her Peppa Pig and she really didn't give a damn Good. About Peppa Pig. So <laughs> Blues Clues, though, that is her jam.
0: Great. Very nice. She's got taste already.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> all right. All right, so now we move on to the big one, and I mean that literally. Resident mm. Evil Village. What do you guys think? Impressions. Now we finally have the game. We had, uh, you know, it's been a while since we did our last episode, and we were just talking about like visual impressions of the game. So let's talk about gameplay impressions. What are you guys' thoughts? What are your thoughts? Oh my god, <laughs> plays really good. Mm-hmm. Plays really, really good.
1: Yep, feels solid, don't solid. It's got really good. Again. Probably the only one out of us. I don't know if Chris has played it, but like the adaptive triggers on the PS5 are really good with it. Like you actually, it's chunky when you try to fire the shotgun, and it feels really good. I hear
2: like the sniper rifle takes extra mm. like pressure to go off. It does.
1: You have to like do like it feels like you're pressing it one and a half times to actually fire the sniper rifle. That it, sounds really. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, it's great. It's great. That it scared how you me at first because developers. I thought it, I thought I broke the controller, and then I tried to just press it harder, and then it fired. And then I switch the guns to just the regular pistol. Like, oh, that's the triggers. I'm so not used to this.
0: That's yeah. definitely uh, going mean, to take some getting used to, I think, for me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But that, I, that's how you I, want people to implement the the use I, of the new controller technology. You know? I want Microsoft to do that because that, that sounds amazing. It'll comment something. You know,
4: point. the. Um, The Xbox controller, though, the Xbox One shipped with rumble in the triggers, like a little bit of rumble Mm -hmm. in the triggers. Oh, yeah, that
2: was Mm -hmm. very feasible. You feel that a lot with the shotgun in this one, right? Your fingers will rumble quite a bit. Sure, yeah.
4: I think they were called um, impulse triggers at the time. Yes, correct. Which is a far more primitive version, of obviously, of what Sony is doing. Um, Or even Nintendo. Like (laughs) HD rumble and some of the stuff in the DualSense seems like it's related, uh, which is good. Like ha- the the very precise kind of of rumble that they're implementing is always solid. But I haven't played Resident Evil yet. But on some of the games that I've played with the adaptive triggers and with some of the other bells and whistles that are in the Dual Sense, I can see how it could be an impediment in multiplayer situations. But in single player story games, that's awesome. I, I is more of yeah. that. Is there an option to turn that off? Yes. Probably. I, I've never looked. I think you can turn it off at the system level. Um, yeah, maybe there's a setting in a game, but um they at least give you a choice at the system.
0: Because, like if you are playing if you are playing Call of Duty or something that requires a lot of Twitch, you know, like, like yeah. Twitch skills, then yeah, yeah, I could see how that would work. Or, Before or that we would work forget one last you. thing on Mass Effect,
1: that is the most touchiest trigger-based game I've ever played in my entire life, at least on the mm-hmm. PS5. There mm-hmm. are moments where I just have to ho- completely keep my right finger off. Or I will just fire the gun at any random moment because it's, I just haven't Same thing on Xbox on where it's
2: like that sniper rifle has a freaking hair trigger, man, where the slightest okay. pressure will go. <laughs>
1: yeah. It I don't know what it is, but it's super sensitive. Sorry. I had to get it in, in there. I forgot no, all about that's, that. Back
0: that's to, true, though. Back to, but I I yeah. wanted to ask you guys a little bit about the 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 um um I'm sorry, what what's the name of the controller now? It's dual sense. Oh, yep. So like When you, uh, so when you use that controller, like how does it feel in your hand? Because like one of my complaints about the dual shot controllers were that they felt kind of flimsy, especially when compared to the Xbox controllers. Like, I feel like I like the weight of the Xbox controller more. So Um, like, does the dual sense kind of feel a little bit chunkier? Yes.
4: as, As someone who is generally an Xbox player first, you know, one of the things that I tend to prefer in general is the Xbox controller. But that being said, the yeah. Dual Sense is a pretty noticeable improvement over the Dual Shock Four, at least, and certainly the other Dual Shock models, which I was always critical of. But okay. the grips feel far more substantial. Mm-hmm. It feels like there is some additional weight that comes with. Uh, I don't want to say more premium material because I don't think it's that, but um, it, it just seems like there's more. Heft due to both more internal components on the controller and a thicker casing. Mm -hmm. And it also has kind of the ribbed um, or textured grips as well. But my my hands are a little bit bigger. So that's probably why I've tended to prefer the Xbox controller. But are they big enough for a Duke
1: controller? No one is. Yeah. You could replace a small bear with that controller and
0: no one can know the difference. I I liked the Duke Duke back in the
3: day.
4: I, I, I might a get a new Duke. I'm not sure the new Duke that works with the current Xboxes. But yeah. no, I mean, it just in general, um, the the Dual Sense to me anyway seems like a pretty massive. The Dual Shock Four was fine; like it was a it was a solid yeah. controller. Yeah. But um, I get what you mean in terms of feeling a little flimsier, especially in comparison with the Xbox controller. It just controller. feels so
0: light to me, and that's the thing. Like when I got the DualShock Four, it felt like I could just. I it felt like if I threw it against the wall, it could break. Whereas mm-hmm. with the Xbox One controllers, it just felt like, you know, you could throw that baby against somebody's head and they would
4: die. There's a lot more parity Not that I would now. recommend that. I was gonna say, right. Yeah, of course not, no. I would say that there's a lot That's more parity now I mean. between the two of them uh, in terms of build quality than there yeah. was in the
1: last generation. You, if you want to know what it feels like, get a um a Switch Pro controller.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, they it are pretty very, similar. Very,
1: very, yeah. very close. But, uh,
0: yeah, That's I... Good. That's That's um, an improvement.
1: I have always liked DualShock controllers. I will never defend the DualShock 3. That is an abomination to mankind. That is one of the worst controllers I've ever held in my entire life. That thing is garbage. But um, I really like the 4. I never minded Xbox controllers. I've just always been a guy that liked both the joysticks and the That middle. is
3: true. I, I will yeah. always
1: say I will always prefer that as long as I live. Yeah. I, re- I really, really like the DualSense And I've converted almost every friend of mine that are just like PlayStation controllers are garbage. And I'm just like, they're not that bad. I just think you just whatever it's just. And I, I, both of my roommates that are hardcore Xbox people held that and they're like, okay, yeah, I really like this. I'm just like, I don't know what it is. They've just, they got it better. The triggers here are really nice. Everything feels responsive. It's, it's really, it's. People don't respect my opinion because I still think my favorite controller of all time is the N64 controller. I'm one of those weird people that required to be able to play it on free hands. But, um, okay, Goro, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I the, the DualSense is really good. I, I I can have no complaints about that controller. I can't wait the fact that now they've released that they're going to have a black and a red one.
4: Where's the blue yeah. one, Sony? Yeah, I ordered a black one uh, yeah. because it looks really great and I'm I'm looking forward to it. The only thing that I would like is for sony to have some kind of answer for the uh the elite controller because the elite series 2 is my control. primary that was the scuff controller or yeah, whatever i, that I have an yeah, elite
3: the, i have an the elite third, two. it's
4: pretty good the elite 2 is my primary controller i use it for pretty much everything it's built like what my dad would say built like a brick shit house. it can take punishment <laughs> right yes it can and uh, and you know the metal components and everything. It just feels very smooth. I, I've always appreciated that fantastic. and the level of customization in uh, the tension for for both the triggers and for the joysticks. Really nice feature. I would like Sony to see and to to create an equivalent first party premium PlayStation controller. I think that mm-hmm. they can, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason they have. Uh, chosen not to and have left it to licensees like scuff and and some other companies to create more premium offerings and I'm sure that those are fine I just uh, I, I have a tendency to prefer first party offerings whenever possible
3: yeah yeah so there's
0: our controller impressions everybody um, there we go there we go <laughs> use the all our time now no I'm kidding yeah um, no all right guys. no let's talk about Resident Evil Village so um before you guys talk about because you are the experts here I, I just want to say like for me personally, I love this game, <laughs> I fucking love this game. Dude, oh, dude, I I'm like, yeah, um, I don't love anything lately. And it's like I, I love this game. Um, Lady don't D and her daughters and her like and just the, the castle bit, which is the last thing that I finished in the game um, so far, because I had to kind of rush through uh, what I could before coming on to this show, because I wanted to have some kind of impressions. I think it's some of the most fun gameplay that that I've seen in quite some time. I mean, like, like seriously, like since Final Fantasy VII remake, maybe. Like, yeah. I'm having so much fun with this game. I'm I'm by no means like a lore expert or anything on on Resident Evil, but like, I'm I'm just so impressed by like you know when the umbrella logo shows up later on in the game. I'm just like, dude, that's that's pretty amazing. By the way, they explain it. Don't worry. Spoilers. Spoilers. It's it's it,
1: the weird thing is. You almost can't call it the umbrella logo.
0: I that mean, will yeah. come up
1: later. Yeah. They explain. But it. it's, it's interesting it. It.
0: But it's like it's so interesting that it's it's got that connected tissue to the to the original games as well. Like I, yeah. I love the fact that they're doing that and that they haven't forgotten the roots of the series.
2: Yeah, because seven but, was so disconnected that if you cut off the last five minutes, you could legitimately call this not a Resident Evil game.
3: Mm, mm, mm.
2: Connection to the franchise wise, gameplay wise, mm, you could. But I'm like, there's not much that connects to this this is the mainline series this one it does i i just i i love the
0: fact that this game both like i'm so excited to meet these characters in the game like the the daughters and and lady Dimitrescu, and like i'm i'm so excited to meet them in the game and then when you do meet them in the game they are terrifying as fuck
2: yeah i was gonna say the horniness doesn't really last as long as you think no, she chases you around. She is
0: relentless and she will kill your ass. She will kill you. And she you. has so many good insults. And so many. So, yeah, she's just like insulting you as you go along. It's just like, it's amazing. Like, I love it.
2: There's 10 million lines from her, but my favorite one by far is where she freaking will sometimes draw her freaking claws and just yell, off with your head. Like freaking the queen of hearts here. It's awesome. <laughs> she really freaked me out. And, or, I, and I There's one where I she grabs you and goes, did you know that you body expands like a hot tea kettle when poked it's like mm, okay
0: yes. does, it, does it really
2: I don't know Ooh. then again but yeah
0: there, there are so many like cool moments in the game and just like uh, Ethan really gets the one thing okay since we're discussing spoilers here guys let, let's let me let me ask you this question so in seven is there a way that is there something that happens that makes him sort of able to reattach limbs they explain
2: it in the end of the game Okay,
1: the best part part is, it is is totally known that they just wanted to do stupid horse shit in 7. They explain it away in the Resident Evil way, they explain everything in the end of 8, but it's basically, they finally put into terms how in every other game where it's like, I just got stabbed and shot 16 times. (laughs) State spray.
2: <laughs> like... although, the, although Resident Evil 7 is the one where it's like, I just got my fucking arm chopped off.
3: Stay I'm plot. fine now. Stay like
2: that... actually, on it. actually, there's a scene where like Jack can chop off your foot and just like zoop, 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 and everyone called like, that's some bullshit. That doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: I mean, that's why a lot of peers made that that comment on Twitter about like, you know, find
2: somebody who treats, who treats you the way them. that Kim that
0: that
1: Ken treats. Kim um, Fluid treats, a fluid treats
2: Ethan,
0: yeah, because it's just like <laughs> yeah, it's this
2: so one true. this one game may as well be called Hand Torture, the video game, because holy shit, those hands get fucked up. The the worst part is,
1: and I cringe about it every time. I it, it it's not even a horror moment in the game. You get through a certain point, and Ethan is really mad about something, and Ethan has had half of his hand bitten off. And in anger, he strikes his stump hand up against a window. And I quiver in pain thinking about it every time, but he doesn't even react.
2: (laughs) Well, to be fair, though, he's been through so much shit where it's like you have to chop it off for him to feel anything.
1: I I get that. But the open-ended, like, raw bone stump is up against the (laughs) window
2: Actually, Ethan's just fucking great in this one because of oh. how ridiculous he is. He has yeah, he really super, is. super dad jokes. We'll just yeah. go like, fuck you, man. I hate this shit. It's like, screw you. It's like, this is response to everything and I love it. It's it's like he thinks it's, but he says it so confidently. Like he thinks it's cool. He's just like insults will kill the monsters. Exactly. Like the best thing is when you beat Lady D, he basically goes, no, you.
0: Yeah. That's yeah exactly what he does. exactly she's like curse you Ethan Winters.
2: He's, like, dies, he's like you're the one who's cursed you're the one who's cursed yeah but he says it like it's an action line so it's like he thought that sounded so cool in his head <laughs> i love that that's that's so bad it's great he's like he's just arnold
0: schwarzenegger arnold schwarzeneggering it yeah, I screwed that oh, up. Jesus,
1: also super beast. He is unapologetically lame,
2: exactly. He is lame, but in a I mean, he is kind of life. Arnold Schwarzenegging it, kind of. So, Although, kind of. most evil dead moment I've ever seen in a video game is when you're just going, I'm gonna open up this gate. There goes my hand. Oh, ten, two <laughs> seconds later, <laughs> bah, shit. it takes a few seconds for him to realize it. <laughs>
0: That freaked me out so hard. I was like, what in the world is happening? Because you can't really you can't defend yourself at that
2: point. No, that scene is like
0: run. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of moments in this game. Like, what did you guys think of the opening, the one of the opening sequences where you have to outrun all the lichens, all the werewolves that come after you, and then it's like
2: I, I had no idea because I was I, I just Oh wait, like, oh, man. which one? <laughs> yeah, you're talking about the, like, the village attack that's the kind very of like R7. It's like the the church thing with RE4 where it's just going yeah. survive yeah it's just run basically um, it's just the game i,
0: teaching you I, I
3: liked
1: away. it after the game decided it wanted to do the sequence correctly
3: oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah I,
2: I, okay, I played on hardcore so i died like 30 times and i'm like i'm not enjoying mm. this but then on subsequent playthroughs mm-hmm. i'm like okay i think i know how this works now i like it but that first time was mm-hmm. kind of rough. Mm.
1: there's an undefined tr- moment there's a game and the, there's a moment in the game chris that has an undefined trigger for when it ends like, you basically, like, you could keep just keep killing and killing, and eventually you have to get stopped by something. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's not clear when that happens because you just randomly get dragged into a cutscene where you're thrown on the ground and, like, punched out. And I'm just, like, I kid you not, I sat for 25 minutes the first time I did it and nothing happened, and eventually just had to stop. I did the scene again, and two minutes later, the cutscene activated. Same difficulty,
3: same everything.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the the objective just says, survive, which is pretty vague.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but
4: especially in a game like that, I can see, wait a second, don't I play games to relax and unwind? Also, the best thing is, it starts throwing freaking late boss
2: enemies at you at a point where it's like, nope yeah so yeah. it's basically yeah, it's... trying to teach you to be like no submit pretty much it throws like 50 <laughs> I mean, enemies at once on you and that, you, that, that doesn't happen till late game where you gotta fight that many enemies at once that's basically Jeez.
0: capcom's message throughout this entire marketing campaign and game release by the way is just
2: submit <laughs> in so many ways
4: in so many ways oh it sounds oh, i mean man. it sounds great i um I'm woefully behind on Resident Evil. I think the last one that I played was wasn't RE4 that was on the GameCube? Yes, yeah, yeah. And, which was great. And every other I game have, console created since. I haven't. Eaten, I, I love. I love GameCube. But um, hey,
1: you kind of played RE Village since yeah. you played
2: 4. <laughs> I was gonna say no, this is four
4: Redux. <laughs> That's cool in the best That's way. Cool. Yeah. Sure. No, I mean. I need to check, and I've, um, wasn't it 7 that also had a VR mode? Yeah, there's no
2: VR mode in this one, which annoyed some people, but I think it's because there's a lot of third-person zines, and that wouldn't make any sense.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, I heard that the VR implementation on the 7th one was also really cool. It was. mm -hmm. Yeah, I I definitely have a blind spot with Resident Evil that I need to try and quash one of these days. Yeah, 7 is a
2: game that you could get in without any prior knowledge. 8... Kind of requires some prior knowledge, but like okay. if you just want to play good.
1: eight, they have a buffer thing that'll show you everything you need to know. Because honestly, okay. you need to know the last two hours of that game.
2: Yes, you will need to have played seven to a good extent to like understand anything.
1: Yeah, sure,
4: no, it's understandable
1: because you get a character interaction at a certain point that is just like we have you completely lost if you know about it Oh sure, yeah. Way, way later
4: i know some mm. people get really nervous about yeah. the idea that they need to know things ahead of time when they jump into a series that's never made me nervous it's just well, more stuff yeah. to to try and absorb there's, there's I mean, a lot yeah. of references to four and other past games because this
2: is also the 20th anniversary so they'd stub in
4: a oh, lot sure.
2: of easter eggs like in the first yeah. five minutes you can pick up a book that's like how to survive with guns by joseph kendo and it's like Hmm. I I know who that is. And then the the real subtle one is European architecture and their uses in castles by George Trevor.
4: Mm. Yeah, that's a yeah. deep cut. Yeah. The last uh, time I sunk any um, time into a horror game, it's been it's not a genre I go to very often because well I'm not really sure why, but I loved Alien Isolation. That mm. game was phenomenal it was a huge palate cleanser after colonial marines in terms Mm -hmm. of the use of the license and the first film is my favorite of the series so more connection to the first film is something that i really appreciated but uh i i mean i understand i'd like to think anyway i understand just as well as anybody that horror when utilized well in a video game environment just gets to it hits differently you know, yeah, I was gonna say there because there has been some does, people really talking does. about the
2: horror because some people think this one is less scary compared to seven. I'm actually gonna disagree with that because there's going there's a bit coming up, Kiona, that you will not forget. I'm I can't just wait. gonna say that. I can't wait. And overall the atmosphere is incredibly thick and heavy cool. and relentless. And you know, i it got me a few quite a few times, just the slightest moving through the village, sound effect. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has that that sound design. Here's the thing. Biomutant, like like that sound design that they have in that game, especially for combat, horrible. In this game, the sound design for everything is amazing.
2: The best thing is some of my favorite examples are in the castle where you'll hear the music peek up when Lady D's getting yes. closer to you. But then sometimes that actually be a different character because the middle daughter can just randomly jump scare you by spawning in and then it, you won't realize that you think it's the other ones coming in. Oh, good lord. Yeah, You'll be like crawling through yeah. going, oh, boy, here she comes. And you hear, "Rar!" I'm like, oh, my god. Ah. That freaked me out a few times. <laughs> <laughs> that... She's the best daughter because she's freaking goofy as shit. Lady D chasing after me
0: is, <sighs> I, I'm just like, you know. One of my I, favorite moments the, was, I On one hand, I did, I'm like,
2: yay. And on the other hand, I'm like, the nay. Of yeah, my, my, my favorite. pulls out. <laughs> You're good what my favorite moments was, I was trying to hide under the staircase to avoid her, and she was just going by when I hear, "Shall I give you a tour? And then the bee showed up, I'm like, oh shit, gotta run. And then she started going, mother, mother, he's right over here. And then she turned around and was like, thank you daughter. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and she even spawned out going, I think That's you're mean. gonna like my mother. It's like, oh, I think I will. <laughs> I mean, we all,
0: we all kind of do. We, we all I was do. sad. Do. I was really sad about killing them. I know. Like but I was they... like, they don't make villains like this. Really, I have to kill you. Okay.
2: Especially no. the youngest one, because the youngest one's no, like is. the most romantic, but also the most naive. And she even like dies like basically crying. I don't want to die. It's like, oh, Jesus oh yeah. Christ. I
0: know. It's pretty like it's pretty intense, man. It's like,
2: and, and then the worst part with like the middle daughter is the one who sadly died of cancer. So it's like,
0: this is just several layers of tragedy. Did you see that mod that somebody made where um, for for Jeanette Mouse as a as a kind of like memorial tour, they actually modded in like a little, like a little floral, like, like tiara that, yeah, that that's because my uh, daughter wears. Yeah, Nicole
2: Topkin and uh, Mackie Robinson did a stream and they requested that and someone did it. That's cool.
0: That's actually really, really cool. It's neat, yes.
2: it has a little, something. yes. She has the most lines, all three daughters are great, but she has the most lines that are just incredibly memorable. It's like. Like shall I take you alive dead I don't care it's like "Mm, my mother says you taste terrible but I think you're delicious Mm." holy crap she's great they're all pretty good too like the oldest daughter has the the line that apparently become the meme line where it's like I can't believe Cassandra caused all this mess yes yes
0: (laughs) yes that's great that was a great line yes oh man yeah yeah it's
2: it's such a good game Um, yes and and this is just the castle section there's like three more to go I know I
0: got three more to go man and none of them play at all the same this is
2: the most RE1 RE2 it's kind of like the police station or Spencer Mansion the upcoming section I don't even know what to compare it to there's a later bit that's more puzzly like RE4 there's more of an actiony bit that's kind of close to RE5 Mm -hmm. it has Mm -hmm. kind of everything it really is the 25th anniversary because it has air specs of all the games you like and even a little bit of 6 that's impressive
0: it's actually well done yeah
2: yes because don't worry, if you think it's serious now, the goofiness comes in the second half, and it goes full super cheese in, in ways some people don't like, but I kind of love. I really don't mind that. I like, I like the sense of humor. Like, like, you'll, get, definite, you'll get, you'll get, che- you'll get cheesy lines that are re four level. You'll get self-referential nonsense. You'll get madness. You'll get meta jokes. It gets
0: crazy. That's great. Bring it on, I say, bring yes. it
2: on. Yes, but each of the four-character lords are actually pretty well-defined, although I think Lady D is the most well-defined in many ways. Yeah. Uh, the second one's probably Heisenberg. That guy's great.
0: Heisenberg is awesome, yeah.
2: Yes, I I'm a, Big, I
0: enjoyed him just based on the little interactions that I've seen so far. So
2: He pops up sporadically throughout the game, and he's probably the most hammy of all the villains, but in that really I also,
0: look.
2: I love the merchant
0: also. He's great. Oh, the duke. The duke is the so duke. good. The Duke, I mean, sorry. Yeah. Merchant cheese.
2: Yes. He's um, a mysteriously cheery character where he's just like first class, first service. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got something to him where I think he,
0: yeah, there's something going on there. Yeah. What uh, is hunger without life? Yeah. There's definitely something weird. Oh yeah. But, uh, okay. Anybody else want to add their final impressions? It's getting a little late, so I think we should.
2: Oh yeah. um, it. I think I may have talked too much about it. Um, Oh, you're good, it. Brock, what, did, what do you think of the game overall?
1: I I don't want to get too much into it, because there's actually some party pooper opinions I have on it. I do say that I like the game, but I do have some serious issues with it. Um, you can, in my, you can in go my, into it a little I, bit. In my opinion, that game should be 10 hours longer.
2: Yeah, but that'd be RE6 RE length.
1: No, it would not. RE6 has four full-length campaigns that are 15 hours each.
2: Eesh. Yeah, that one... Not even
1: remotely it. close to RE6. <laughs> well...
2: This is about twelve hours. I think it took me. I'm all three of my playthroughs, so that's a little bit longer. I think RE7 is about like ten hours, eleven hours at most. I I was I. It's gonna be one of those people that I'm just
1: like I am nowhere near as hyped as everybody else is on Lady D.
3: That's
0: that's fair though. It it, yeah, it, that's it, it, it,
1: It's terrible. just it, it's it's just in my opinion, it was a person that, and I get it. It is a great character, but. In my opinion, and I've asked people who don't play Resident Evil and weren't going to play the game, if you go by her and it's been clocked, if you get everything from her, it's a subtotal of six minutes. If you don't count her cutscene in the beginning, it has six minutes of lines, and then it's done. And I've had people talk about her like she's a second coming of Wesker. And because she has the like,
2: qualities of it, but not the screen time. But although. Just... I w- She's not a good comparison to Wesker. A good comparison is Jack Baker's screen time in RE7, which if you actually count it, is not as long as people think.
1: Yeah, and it, and I'm just like... It gets to the point of where I'm like, this game should be 10 hours longer because it's like you almost had her entirety of her in the trailers.
2: Yes, but I think I was and, done so that close. you would not focus on the other things in the game.
1: Well, I, I get that, but it still creates the same issue. Yeah. you almost had Oliver in the trailers
2: that also was the marketing department realizing they struck gold by accident and just doubling down because that was never expected i so i know so it's but kind that, of
0: like it, an overhyped sort of issue for you that's it it was a thing where
1: it's and i get that it's whatever and the other huge problem that i has with talking to other people you could have the same exact character with the same exact traits be whatever and if it was a male the hype would die about by 90 percent in my opinion
0: I mean that's true.
2: Yeah, but I that's can't imagine anyone else problem. getting a performance that good as Maggie Robertson. You wouldn't know unless someone
1: tried it. Mm. That's the point for me, where that if ninety percent of who I talk to think the character's interest, interesting because they want to fuck her, in my
2: opinion, that that's honestly
1: kind of a that, sticking that, point.
2: Not even the most interesting thing about her, from Yad. I I, 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 mean,
1: I get I, I I get that, but that is people who have not played the game and people who have that I've talked to. I'm not saying it's everyone but is a giant chunk of who I have talked to and how it's presented in almost every meme and everything that I've seen. That is just me. Everyone is entitled to their opinions. It's just that. And it's a problem that I have with the four of them all together. A lot of them are great characters and I'm not saying ladies bad, but there are four really good ideas
3: mm-hmm.
1: that should have had a good five hours each extra. Like
3: I wouldn't have advanced that have,
1: that all of them could have been worlds better and it's because you kind of just on a regular playthrough i barely felt like i got to know any of them and i won't spoil anything but at the end each one of them turn into borderline the same exact character because of one exact person in the game and i won't spoil it they all basically turn into the same character with a slightly different flavor on them again in my humblest opinion because they all complain about the exact same thing at the end, mm, just with a little bit. I don't bit think they complain about stuff.
2: the exact same thing. There's an undercurrent of family, but it's handled differently with each character. I feel what some more sorrowfully, some more sympathetically, some just assholeishly.
1: That's what I meant by the slightly different flavorings on it.
2: Yeah, I consider that pretty different, personally. Well, like like right? the one the one thing I will note that I was very surprised by was just with Lady D. They doubled down on her being a good mother because that was a genuine surprise to me. Like this character. But are you villains? It's always like, oh, well, there goes my henchman. Didn't need them. Blah blah blah. This one's like, no, she genuinely cares in a way that's kind of distressing
4: if you're a parent.
0: OK, um, I'm going to stop us right there because Chris has to go. So
4: um, oh, we're going to go. Ahead I don't want to I don't want to interrupt your, your conversation, but gentlemen, I appreciate the invitation. Thank you. I'm sorry that of I have course. to dug out a little bit early. I know that we're almost okay. at the end, but I just,
0: um, I is, it's all good. Man. Is there anything that you want to go ahead and promote real quick before you go?
4: Oh, sure. Um, So I'm part of a few different uh, podcasts. The first primary one is probably the comic binge with my buddy Paul Herman, um, Mm, where we go through um, comic book stories that you can usually easily absorb through either Marvel Unlimited or DC Universe or Comixology Unlimited. Um, And we try to just talk about cool stories, uh, stuff that's easily bingeable and stuff that stuck with us. We've done really classic stories up through modern stuff. So it's always fun if you're into comics, check it out. I also have uh, Discovery Debrief, which is my Star Trek podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just recorded a couple of episodes. Uh, One of our panelists had just seen uh, Star Trek Insurrection and Star Trek Nemesis for the first time. So we talked about those movies briefly from the perspective of someone who actually just recently absorbed The Next Generation in its entirety. Uh, So that was kind of a fun discussion. And then I'm also working on additional episodes of my comic book video game podcast, Comics on Consoles. Uh, awesome. Which will Yay. Provide so glad.
3: Nice. Reviews hmm. for
4: all of the comic comic based video games that came out in 2020. So that's uh, Miles Morales. It's the Avengers and it's Iron Man VR. Uh, nice. Two of them are very good. One of them uh, we talked about. <laughs> so, um, and then I'm on Twitter at Chris Clow. So come say hi awesome all right chris thank you so
0: much for coming on board and of course we'll have you back again of
4: course i'm glad glad the stars align it's good to meet you gentlemen i'm glad that we had a chance to connect and hopefully we can do it again but thanks again appreciate it guys take care all right chris have a good one yeah we'll see you you. yeah all right
0: see you all right sorry about that tyler i didn't mean to cut you off no 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 problem so, problem so um yeah brock you know what dude i i completely understand what you're saying i think that like you bring up some really really good points what I will
2: say it, is the marketing uh, never said that she would be the main villain. That is one I thing I, I,
1: I know, and I didn't say it did. That wasn't what my issue was. My issue no. was just that you saw almost a bit in there, and then that was it, and it was done, and it was over. That's all I was getting at. I never claimed that they did. But, that wasn't no, no,
2: I, did. I understand. I understand. I will say they emphasize that character a lot, again, because of the internet, probably because they else didn't want to spoil what comes afterwards, because the thing that come afterwards was in none of the trailers that at was- all
1: i know and that's another thing again just because it's an re game that again everyone was entitled and i had fun with it later points of that literally stopped being an re game whole stop completely it's still mm. fun. You're talking about the last major play. stage aren't you i'm yeah. talking about the last major stage i'm talking about the second major stage
0: okay
2: okay the second major stage is less re but in a very unique direction that i'm okay with That last stage is not my favorite. I think it drags on a little too long, but I thought it was still unique, especially because God can't believe someone saw Tetsuo, the Iron Man and liked it. Yeah. If anything, you
0: guys are just making me want to play through it even more. So everyone Everyone has
2: their
1: own opinions. I just said, there was stuff that, like I said, that game in my opinion could have been the best RE game. If like I said, it needed a lot more polishing and you, in my opinion, run through everyone to the main villain and in my opinion you could have gotten a half a game out of each and every one of them and it would have made them actually
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. as good as what everyone else is saying as they are
2: i would have liked more screen time with some of these characters but i also admit that it it could have messed with the pacing really badly
1: that biggest problem for me was how it's paced yeah me personally
2: okay yeah Yeah. that's fair there will be dlc though that'll yeah, right. probably flesh it out because i i've looked at the sales figures it's breaking every resident evil record there ever was so there will be dlc absolutely
3: okay
0: yep. all right guys i think yeah. we've about hit the end point here for this episode uh, uh we did run a little bit long so okay but that's good how
2: much do you like it compared to seven i'm just curious okay
1: um I, I liked it I liked it a little bit more than seven but I'm genuinely terrified of the direction it's going in because it's it's literally the thing agree with because that, being that resident game, evil
2: that next game I'm very I'm like I don't know where you're gonna take this
1: because and that's one of the things why like eight played a lot better and had a lot more fun moments seven was a focused thing that felt like a full thing eight started getting into territories of well, we haven't done that yet. Let's throw her in there.
0: Is it like six? No, 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 no.
1: Six tried to be a Call of Duty game with Resident Evil characters. Right. Eight, there's points where it feels like you're playing PT and Doom Eternal.
2: Interesting. Yes, that is interesting.
1: Give or take, they are still fun as hell to play, but it's not a Resident Evil game at points. Yeah, that that kind of terrifies me.
2: Yeah, Doom Eternals, like (laughs) towards the end. The final boss, I think, is pretty damn great because RE7 final
1: boss is amazing in this game. Yes, RE7
2: had no final boss. It was a cutscene where you shoot a freaking wall.
1: Yeah, this game has one of the most visually striking. There's points of it that are clunky but that to me is because it's in first person and it's really claustrophobic in where it's centered. If you would have had a little bit more space, it could have been better. Mm -hmm. Like not, not a ton. I mean like five feet (laughs) would have been fine, but the last boss is just the last like, Hour and a half of that game is insane and it's great.
2: Yeah, that yeah, that was one of my favorite final bosses in the whole series because the game does not end on a poor note. Unlike a lot of Resident Evil games, where it's just like, eh, we gave up. This one, no, they have one of my favorite all-time scores for a boss where it's like we're adding in freaking Latin chants and like fast-moving cellos. The boss is like seven forms and it goes on for 10 minutes and there's tons of argue. It's amazing. And one thing I will say ah. about this game that I do like that
1: they do not do in other games is it's very, 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 very heavily centered on actually, like, story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the love of God, there was cut scenes in the other RE games, but this was the first one where we're like, we want you to give a shit. Yeah. Attempt that more.
2: Yeah, it's like, you know. Heart, you mentioned that there was an emotional moment in 7 that's like, well, this is the peak of emotion in this series. Fuck that scene. They've can topped it in the ending of this one. Holy shit, it goes to places.
1: There... Again, yeah, There's, it's part of what scares me, but it's pretended in a very good way. Let's just put it that way. Exactly. It's, okay. I have very complex feelings Fair. about this game. Everyone Fair. that heard me complaining, it's my favorite game I played this year outside of the Mass Effect trilogy, which is because it's the Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah. I'm complaining because I'm being a nitpicky asshole, and that's oh, just I B- understand. B- I,
2: I can <laughs> but, nitpick a few details too,
1: but I'm like... It's still an 8 to me. That's the weird part. It's still an 8 to me.
2: It's an just a thing.
1: It a thing. It could have been a fucking 11 in my opinion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. and this is something that also blew my mind. Like, okay, RE7 had an end song. That's fucking amazing. You, you probably heard it. It's the Go, Tell Aunt Rhodey-like cover. This game actually manages to top it. They wrote an original song that's kind of Remember how the opening scene is like a storybook? That's like Leica style, which is yes. amazing intro. They yes. they wrote a song that's from the perspective of that storybook that matches up to the overall game story, and they got this Swedish singer who sounds a lot like Bjork, and it's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of well, the
1: opening cutscene, someone a... I don't care who make an animated movie that looks identical to that.
2: It's a Polish. I had to look at it. It's a Polish animation studio that does stuff in the vein of like Leica. Because I did feel a little oh, bit like Coraline. So I like, did, did, but whoa, that might have been the most beautiful thing I've seen on this system to date. Yeah, that that might be one of my favorite Resident Evil intro. Period. Because oh, like, that dragged me in so quickly. I was
1: like, "This, I'm I'm playing a Resident Evil game. What did who what? <laughs> it's like they they need that they they're trying. That's like that was one of the points where they tried a new thing and it was great. They tried a lot of new things. Some didn't hit. Some didn't." I'm it's really a... interested to see what the hell you as an outside prospector says at the end of all this, you will enjoy it again. Nitpicky asshole over here. Just a couple of things that would have been better. I'm a guy that likes longer games in general. Just mm-hmm. yeah. I it's... like
2: longer games in general too, yeah. but this one it's like, it's very replayable because you can skip cutscenes. Unlike oh, yeah. seven, because like seven was terrible to like freaking replay because that intro like, takes like an hour and there's no skipping of those cutscenes. Like,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. I, yeah. Love, I mean, I love it's, seven. It's...
2: Seven's like a strong nine to me, but it had three problems. One, the cutscenes you couldn't skip—that was a pain. Second, the later part after the baker starts to kind of suck. I like the boat more than most people, but it's not great. Three the last mission
1: in that game sucks.
2: Yeah, so the, the, the mine sucks. Terrible. And then the, and the third biggest problem, there's only like four enemy types you fight. Molded, molded, mm. molded, molded. This game, oh, no, no, no. They fixed that so quickly where it's like, here's some lichens, here's some super lichens, here's some even bigger lichens, here's some I zombies. I some molded zombies. Yeah, the moldy boys, I hate them. Yeah. You could just, also, you could just slam the door in the face and they would just go, oop, can't be Yeah, pissed. there's a the thing,
1: Kiona, when you go back to 7, they cannot open doors.
2: Yeah, ultimate bioweapon, right? Can't open a can't fucking open a door.
1: door. Every enemy in that game, outside of Jack Baker, cannot open a door. So if you're having trouble, just shut the door.
0: I, I saw a video of them trying to find like the one key that I got stuck on, and what happened with the with one of the one of the molded guys is that he just let him outside the room and he just basically died. Just that's drop- exactly, they they dead.
2: That's it. They they don't can't open doors and they just evaporate. They suck.
0: Yeah, I was like, and boy, if I hadn't used those, that the whole
2: time, I would those, have just, like,
0: those, lured them all outside and the door. those are thing to fight night. the whole
2: game. That they suck. Yeah. They're, like, they're not a good design. They're not implemented yeah. well. They, they remind they're, me they're...
0: of the enemies in the Suicide Squad movie.
2: Oh, my God, yeah. yeah they kind of do. The
0: broccoli heads. Oh, I will
1: me, give man. them credit that if they were going to start over with something that they played it safe yeah. and then went on, it's just that, yeah, they moved away from that quickly and that was a good thing. Yeah and yeah
2: and eight like if the lichens they can open doors they can kick down your freaking door yep yeah those things they, they dodge scary. and weave a lot better they're they're just a far better enemy and I love that they yeah. stalk you where it's like the first time I saw that they were just standing there I'm like I can sneak by them right okay I think I'm doing good I'm doing good that's and what I thought there. at first oh yeah. like, no they're, they're they're waiting for you
1: and yeah. and not not to spoil anything Keona okay but just so that you don't miss it go back to areas once you're done with them
2: yes yes they will add,
1: yeah. extra boss fights
2: extra bosses, extra enemies while you show up that are harder. There's
1: three boss fights that are completely optional, and you will not get them if you don't just, at random, go back to, like, Louisa's house. There's just oh. a giant fucking lichen that's just there. Like a super oh, the werewolf,
3: with,
2: with like spear sticking out of his head. No, it's a, just a, a dude you
1: never see until you just go there. And the game never says go over there. It, just, it like, never says go, go over there. After a certain amount of time, you go back there, and there's two other yeah, well, there's it one that it. you just go to random but there's one other one that you need to go back to that i can think of on the top of my head just yeah. go back okay. to random spots
2: what you're thinking of is okay. the str- okay the, the two you're thinking of is the next section when he when I you're mean, done with that you got to go back I, and the will bug boss and then when you're late in the game there's like a pathway where it says go right or go left go yes, left that loss. yeah i wanted one, to yep. go
0: back to the castle anyway because i never finished that puzzle that's, that's the one in that- The the save room that's like you oh, know, well, like, all puzzle i love those
2: things they're like like mini putt golf like it's pretty fun.
1: They're all a pretty standard difficulty till you get to the fourth
2: one. Yeah, the fourth okay. one sucks my balls. That one <laughs> that sucks. But oh, yeah, yeah. you can't actually backtrack into locations once you beat them, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, yeah it's a little bit of a shame.
1: It, it's it, it's so weird, and Pat and so Two we're... best friends brought this up. Like, the only way... It is a weird thing to where it plays like Dark Souls. You have a hub area... And then you go to the bosses and go back. There's some areas through random backtracking that you get random paths later on that you can get in. Something like the castle itself, you cannot get back into.
0: So how are you supposed to solve that that puzzle? Because I don't think you can get the piece,
2: right? No, no, it, the piece is in the castle.
1: There's all like in That's the fourth in in the first area, it's in there. In the second area, you get it outside of it. In the third area, you get it outside of it.
0: Yeah. So it's right? just essentially optional content. Then. It's, yeah. It's and an then, optional.
1: To,
2: then to unlock like a thing where you can sell it for a lot of money. The
1: fourth one. Oh, okay. Look all over everywhere in that fourth area because there's a bunch of shit you can miss if you're not paying attention.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And, like uh, to be fair, I missed right. a lot too. Like I missed her lit- lipstick the first time I played because I didn't know you could grab that. Mm-hmm.
1: And like RE4, you can make a bunch of put treasure and put it together that you yep. don't find
3: unless you want can
2: if, if it says combinable, do not sell it. Yeah, like I remember the yeah, piece. I remember yeah. the ring
0: thing. I got the ring with the combinable thing on it. Yeah, so there's, yeah. A,
2: there's yeah. one yeah. later in the game where there's like three pieces and it's like yeah, this it's takes necklace. all this. Yeah, it's a necklace. It's actually I think it's one of the daughters' necklaces.
0: I would imagine that if you sell if you sell it without combining it. It's either it's her or lady like ladies, like I don't 20... remember what it's called.
2: It's one of their necklaces. It's, it's the like it's a called the. by the way, I, just so I yeah. can say it, it's you pronounce it Domitresk. With a hard spin on the T, but it's one of the daughters' That's, necklaces.
1: Yeah, that, and then you get two jewels. Yeah, they're also they're another all pro over
2: tip. If you get animals, don't sell them to the Duke. You gotta wait for him to unlock the kitchen. And
1: there's a there's a kitchen where you uh you get well, you'll get more. You'll get more, obviously. And then if you want to keep replaying it, it has the dumbest way to implement new game plus, in my opinion, ever. <laughs> where you do new game plus. You go back to an old save file and just load it again. You don't get a start new game plus. You have to go back to your save file that you beat the game with, press start on it, and then you activate new game plus. It's It's not like start a new game. Would you like to do new game plus? Load this. It's no. You go to your saved file that you beat the game with, you load it, and then it ticks over starting you in a new game plus where you can get different weapons.
0: Do they explain
4: that? No. No. No, oh, that's dumb. not at all.
0: Shit. Okay. I had to look it up. Really stupid.
2: Uh, yes, but the new game wow. plus is a lot better than RE7s, one where you get to keep all your weapons plus all your ammo and all your money. And okay, all your mods
1: that you get with the Duke, which was what I was gonna bring up, to where if yeah. you sell it and you don't get, you don't finish a formula, don't be upset. You'll start it over and you'll get it on the next one because I got all of them but one okay. in one playthrough.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And, and and there's a lot more a lot better bonus items in RE7 because you can unlock some insane nonsense. You can get a fucking lightsaber in RE7. You can unlock a lightsaber. If you un- if <laughs> a you- when dual I
1: sided it. lightsaber. It's Darth Maul lightsaber.
2: switch to... Red, green, and blue. Red, green, and blue. Blue... Blue is ultimate block. You do no damage. Green is you get you health. If kill
1: people, it takes damage, right?
2: Green? Your green is you get health back from killing stuff and red is just like one hit kill everything.
3: Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yes, nice. so that,
2: that's if you get the mercenaries mode after you beat the game and then you got to get double as on all the maps. So that takes mm. a while to get. Yeah.
3: Mm. You now also that, can unlock that, a freaking
2: that... rocket pistol, a super ultimate death magnum, a freaking like sniper pistol, that, super that, shotgun,
1: stake magnum is the shit.
2: <laughs> Although I will say uh, the the wolfhound, or sorry, the wolfbane, wolfbane. Is, it's pretty a pretty be- it's, it's an 1851 and it's the sexiest revolver I think I've seen in the game in a while.
1: It's one of the prettiest looking revolvers
2: ever. This, this game was made for me because 1851 is from Bioshock Infinite, my favorite game of all time, and the game takes place on February the 9th. My birthday is the 10th. The final boss takes place on my birthday. It's like this <laughs> nice. game was like, we're going to make a game for Tyler. He's going to fucking love it. <laughs> you know what? I fucking did. <laughs> Alright, on that
0: note, guys, we have reached the kill screen. That is the end of yeah, our show. Yeah. Uh, it, is, us... it is my game
2: of the year so far, and I do not expect to see it top unless, like, something really amazing comes out suddenly.
0: Well, we still have Dying Light. We still have Horizon.
2: I've Horizon, got, maybe. maybe? the only thing I could come close.
0: Horizon will be the thing that likely beats for me if it comes out this year. <laughs>
1: if
2: it does. Yeah, that's the one if. <laughs> that's the if, yeah.
0: But alright, guys. So, uh, Tyler, where can everybody find you online before we close
2: this oh, out? They can find me, the, the lady of the house, and a bio shock WD at Twitter. That, that was just me talking about history and occasionally getting retweets from Resident Evil voice actors for some reason.
0: Go figure. That's BioWD, right?
2: BioWD, correct. Um, okay. I'm in quite a few discords uh, for historical subjects, mostly cynical history and I'm in the Facebook group a lot where if you just type in the name Resident Evil 8 or Red Lady D, I won't be there. Do not worry.
0: <laughs> Alright, Brock, where can we find you? Um, basically Other than I'm- here. Other than here. Um <laughs> than here. here.
1: Exactly where we are. Um on this Twitch channel, which someone has been watching from the Twitch channel, I noticed for this whole nice. time. Mike, I don't know if that's you. You were the one watching last time. Um
3: <laughs>
1: uh yeah, I, I need to get up uh, my confidence again on Twitch streaming. I kind of fell into a shitter of self-confidence on a lot of things, but um yeah, I will get better at it, I swear. Um yeah, if I be there at Organoid Zero on YouTube, which I need to start uploading Neon Genesis for fresh takes because we have a good backlog of that.
0: Oh, sorry, man. That's partially my fault, too.
1: (laughs) It's all good. I haven't even uploaded them to YouTube, so you couldn't even get them from me if you wanted to. Um, But, yeah, we'll
0: get going on that. That's all I basically have, and then I'll
1: have a project with Kiona in the future on that.
0: Yes, sir. We definitely have something coming. Um, Okay, so at Organoid Zero for you?
1: Yes. Absolutely. And
0: then uh, banner at Tyler uh, for
1: next time. I need way. to get a banner info and thingy made for you because I have one for everybody else. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: I'll totally just do that.
0: Yeah. All right. And yeah, like he says right there, Twitter.com slash Ren Pop Culture, Ren Not Stimpy. Also, Facebook.com slash Ren Pop Culture is where you can find our official pages. Uh, the group is at Facebook.com slash group slash RPC 42 You can also find everything that you need for RPC on RenegadePopCulture.com. That's where we have all of our articles, all of our show notes, all of our shows, everything, basically. Fresh takes is on there. Uh, I have to up, I have to upload one more, uh, though, actually three more for Gurren Lada. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for me, guys. Uh, if you guys want to add me on Steam, it's Neoplasmic24. Also, yeah, this pretty much go ahead and do that so all right guys this has been a long episode i'm so sorry but it's been uh very you know info packed we had a lot to get through today so mm-hmm. it's a e3 special um you know we got a lot of stuff coming up summer
3: games fast is coming up e3 is coming up should be a lot of info uh we will see you guys next thursday